want to see the inside, huh? I see you later, they come the drama. Oh, that's that nigga with the fake. Uh -huh. Wow, why you punch me in my face? Stay in your place, play your position, uh -huh. become my intuition. Uh -huh. Go in this nigga pocket, rob him while his friends watch it. That hoes clock it, uh -huh. here comes respect. His crew's your crew, or they might be next. Look at they man, ah, big man, they never try. So we roll with him, uh -huh. stole with him. I mean loyalty, niggas bought me milks at lunch. The milks with chocolate, the cookies, butter crunch, 80 Enterprising, I ain't have to be in school by 10. I then began to encounter with my counter parts of how to burn the block apart. Break it down into sections. Drugs by these selections. Some use pipes, others use injections. Syringe sold separately. Frank the deputy. Quick to grab my Smith and Wesson like my dick was missing. To protect my position, I'll corner my layer. While we out here, say the hustler's prayer. If the game shakes me or breaks me, I hope it makes me a better man. Take a better stand, put money in my mom's hand. Get my daughter this college plan, so she don't need no man. Stay far from timid, only make moves when your heart's in it. And live the free sky's the limit. Motherfucker. 
I was young, I had two pair of leads. Besides that, the pinstripes and the gray. Uh-huh. The one I wore on Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh-huh. While niggas flirt, I'm throwing tigers on my shirt. And alligators, uh-huh. you want to see the inside, huh? i see you later. They come the drama. Oh, that's that nigga with the fake. Uh-huh. Wow, why you punch me in my face? Stay in your place, play your position. Uh-huh. Here come my intuition. Uh-huh. Go in this nigga pocket. Rob him all his friends watch it. That hoes clock it. Uh-huh. Here comes respect. His crew's your crew, or they might be next. Look at they man, ah, big man, they never try. So we roll with them, uh, stole with them. I mean loyalty. Niggas bought me milks at lunch. The milks with chocolate, the cookies, butter crunch. Enterprising, I ain't have to be in school by 10. I've been began to encounter with my counter parts of how to burn the block apart, break it down into sections. Drugs by these selections, some use pipes, others use injections. Syringe sold separately. Frank the deputy, quick to grab my Smith and Wesson like my dick was missing to protect my position. I'll corner my layer while we out here. Say the hustler's prayer. If the game shakes me or breaks me, I hope it makes me a better man. Take a better stand, put money in my mom's hand, get my daughter this college plan, so she don't need no man, stay far from timid, only make moves when heart's in it, and live the phrase, sky's the limit, motherfucker,
I was young, I had two pair of leaves. Besides that, the pinstripes and the gray. Uh-huh. The one I wore on Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh-huh. While niggas flirt, I'm throwing tigers on my shirt. And alligators, uh-huh. you want to see the inside, huh? I'll see you later. Here come the drama. Oh, that's that nigga with the fake. Uh-huh. Wow, why you punch me in my face? Stay in your place, play your position. Uh-huh. Here come my intuition. Uh-huh. Go in this nigga pocket. Rob him while his friends watch it. That hoes clock it. Uh-huh. Here comes respect. Crew's your crew, or they might be next. Look at they man, ah, big man, they never try. So we roll with them, uh, stole with them. I mean, loyalty. Niggas bought me milks at lunch, the milks with chocolate, the cookies, butter crunch, 88. Enterprising, I ain't have to be in school by 10. I then began to encounter with my counter parts of how to burn the block apart. Break it down into sections. Drugs by these selections. Some use pipes, others use injections. Syringe sold separately. Frank the deputy. Quick to grab my Smith and Wesson like my dick was missing. To protect my position, my corner, my layer. While we out here, say the hustler's prayer. If the game shakes me or breaks me, I hope it makes me a better man. Ah. They can't see it. I know. That's annoying. Oh, yep. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Man. God damn. What's going on, guys? What's Ooh, going on? What's guys? So. <sighs> hmm. 
Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting show we got tonight, for sure. Um, damn. So, mm, what'd you think of the show, bro? Overall, it wasn't bad. Um, half of it kind of just happened, to be honest. Mm. Um, yeah, besides really the main event and the, um, and and the Seth match, nothing really important. Oh, besides the end of the women's match. Other than those three things, nothing eventful happened. Besides, like, like the first half of the show genuinely didn't even need to exist, from what I remember, man. Mm. Um, other than that, I, I don't think it was bad. Um, I see on Twitter people hate this shit. That's, you know, I don't hate it. Um, definitely don't think it's the best of what's been going on, but I, I don't hate it at all. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just an interesting way to go, man. But, um, I'm intrigued. I'm gonna see how they do this, man, but from what they did, it's, a uh, it's interesting, man. It's interesting. Definitely, bro, definitely. So, um, yeah, I thought, um, I thought the show, uh, I thought the show was good. I thought the show was, I thought the show was pretty good. Um, I didn't. I didn't think it was. I didn't, I didn't think it was. Um, I didn't think it was as bad as as people were making it out to be. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad at all. Um, <laughs> that fucking match. Oh God, Logan, bro. Oh my God, that fucking dude. That Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler match just. It was the shortest match on the card. Well, other than the cash in, but you know, you know, you know yeah. what I mean. It was the shortest match on the card, and it felt like the longest. Dude, this shit felt like a million years. Oh my god, yeah, it was, it was pretty horrible. It was pretty horrible. It really was. But um, man, um, yeah, I thought the show. I thought the show was good. I thought the show was good uh, for what it was. They had some some good moments on there and stuff. I don't. I don't really think it it, it captured quite the. Triple H feel that no. he's kind of went with over oh, like I mean even over the summer um you know um it, it didn't quite really like hit the same as some of the rest of them um you know and obviously being a promoter or a booker uh, you know obviously that's what you should strive to do is be better than your last one and I don't think it was better than their last one um, I don't think it was better than their last one. Um, it definitely, yeah, I mean, it definitely didn't match up to, to some of Triple H's best stuff. Um, Triple H also is the king of having a pretty mid show with something amazing to end the yeah. show. He, he's, he's the king of that and it kind of makes you forget about all the other bad shit. This show didn't quite make me forget about some of the bad slash kind of boring stuff that happened on the show, but, um... Yeah, not, most of it really wasn't bad. It was more just boring as fuck. Mm. Like, this was, it's supposed to be the biggest party of the summer. I felt like I was in a fucking classroom for fucking half of the show. Mm -hmm. Like, did not feel like a party. No, no, they, yeah, I... Yeah, I also think Detroit wasn't 
a good setting. Really, the vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, I think last year when they did SummerSlam outside, I I think I really think if you don't want to do a football stadium, that's fine because I get you. You know, like to do that exclusively for Mania. But if you could think about doing a base uh, baseball stadium yeah. for a uh, baseball park, rather, for, for the Summer Slams, I think that would be a really nice setting that you could go with. But, um, yeah, man, I mean, the show, you know, the show kind of, the show, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad, man, but a lot of it just felt... Um, Something just fell off. Yeah. Something just want to f- fell off. It's it's like like Sir K said. It's not that the stuff was bad. It's just I don't even know if this like for me I don't even know if the stuff was boring, but it just didn't feel like a big deal. No, like one element which is so little, but I've I noticed it throughout the show. Like even like the pyro, it was, that shit was like a half cluster as fuck. You know what I mean? <laughs> Um, I think fucking Bray Wyatt's coming back right now. That's where to go. Fucking. Um, but like, Roman got no, barely any pyro. Cody of all people barely got any pyro. Yeah. It was in, it's like a, it was in a weird spot. It was just up in the rafters. Like this was just not the vibe for SummerSlam. Detroit, that rundown ass city. D- don't put that in a, in, a, in a SummerSlam, bro. Don't put SummerSlam in a place like that. Put it in some tropical. Um, you could do both, Logan. I mean, I think both is perfect. It's a perfect, like, level for those two events. Mm-hmm. And if you can't do it in, like, um, in a baseball field, do it in, like, a, like a concert stadium field or have a, do something cool, bro. Do it on a beach. Do it on, like, a beach and have, like, the whole crowd just be on the beach while you're, like, more near the water. And that would be sick as fuck. Yeah. Shit like that. Also, for the Royal Rumble, a lot of the outside portion is, you can't really see it. No, yeah. But I think for SummerSlam, you know, if you really like, you know, like I feel like you could open it up a lot more for using a baseball, using a baseball park and you could actually like see some sunlight because a lot of it they like curtain off. Yeah. You know, so you can't see the outside. Fuck that. Fucking... That's the whole point of an outside arena, to see the sky and shit. Exactly. So, yeah, I think I think you could do a baseball sta- uh, baseball park for either one, but give them two separate fields. I think that would be nice. Either that, bro, or, I mean, what did it hurt to do it in Nashville like you yeah. did it last year in just an outside football stadium? Yeah, exactly. Who cares? You know yeah. what I mean? It's not like they give a shit about making Mania the only special event of the year anyway. So, just do it. Who cares? Also, I as I'm thinking about this, um, um, uh, the I also think what hurt a lot was we haven't had a pay per view in the U.S. since the uh, WrestleMania, and fans are obviously going to be rowdy for WrestleMania, but. One thing I love, and I know people hate this, and I don't really give a shit, though. Um, Triple H's, like, small little sets they do. Like, his little dugout sets with, like, it's literally just a ramp, you know, so they can open up more seats. And it literally feels like when the wrestler steps out from the curtain and steps out on the entrance ramp, it is like they are just bombarded. They are just, yeah, surrounded and bombarded with fans. And I really like that. 
I really like that. Um, <clears throat> I really like that uh, a lot. Um, and that's how you can make it different from WrestleMania. I mean, WrestleMania is in the football stadium, but WrestleMania gets the the huge set. But I really do like the. I know, yeah, I, I know a lot of people hate it, but I honestly don't mind it at all. It feels really cool when the guy steps out and you get a shot of the fans above him, directly above him, and all around him. I love that. And if you want to make it special, surround, like, the dugout with, like, make the dugout entrance, like, put, like, a bunch of bamboo, like it's a hut. And, you know what I mean? Put a little roof on it. It looks like they're coming out of, like, a hut in Hawaii around all these fans and shit. Put some fake palm trees and some fake sand down and you're good. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, but yeah, we haven't had we haven't had a uh, um we haven't had a pay per view um uh, uh, in the states since uh since Mania. So I mean, it's uh think it was a little rough because mm -hmm. we have been used to a some. Yeah, I know it's in the U.S., but you know what I mean. Um, the uh, the fans have just been rowdy, man. Oh, I wow. mean, they have been rowdy as fuck all summer. Puerto Rico, even Saudi Arabia this summer yeah. made a great crowd. <laughs> um, London for Money in the Bank. Uh, and then, what's the other one? There's Puerto Rico. What was the one... Saudi. Oh no, that was all of them. Yeah, that was all of them. Yeah. So those three, those fans, especially London and Puerto Rico, were just rowdy, rowdy fucking crowds. And th this crowd didn't quite live up to that. No, not. Like, they popped for the people that, of course, they're going to pop for. They popped for Cody. They obviously <clears throat> popped for LA Knight, Roman. But, like, other people, they really, they really didn't pop for. Mm. Definitely, definitely, man. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I also think that was a, I also think that was a weird, I also think that was a little bit of a weird, uh, switch, but, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, man, I, I, I love me a big, I love me a big cool set, don't get me wrong, but, I mean, like, at the end of the day, yeah, it doesn't no. doesn't really bother me. Especially, like I said, I, I love the feeling that like the wrestlers just surrounded and just being bombarded with with fucking fans. It's really cool, especially yeah. at Money in the Bank because they were all like super into it. What in Get the, the world, tag, bro? That's what good. So yeah, man. I also it was. I think it was just a weird. I think it was just a weird switch, man. I think it was just a, a really weird. Switch back to the U.S. and it was, it, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's it's really hard to put my finger on. It's really hard to put my finger on of just just what felt off. Something just felt off, man. I don't know. Could have been part of the build up too. Nothing was really built up all that great. Um, and then like they were good matches on paper, I guess. But you could have done bigger stuff easily for most of these matches. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, so yeah, man, other than that, other than that, man, I thought, um, other than that, I thought that, uh, uh, I thought the show was, I thought the show was good, I thought the show was good, man, but I definitely, like I said, I definitely think, uh, being back in the U.S., man, it just, it just goes to show, man, you think these fans would, uh, you think these fans would be a little, 
you think these fans would live up to uh, the standards of that we've seen over the summer, being that it's been a whole entire summer since we had um, a pay-per-view here, but I don't know, it just didn't hit. It didn't hit like Puerto Rico and definitely didn't hit like London, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Something just felt off, bro. Something just felt off, but um, anyways, um, I guess we could just go ahead and hop right into the intro and then get started on the show, man. So, what is going on, guys? We're back with yet again another edition of the Notorious Hills Podcast, man. And this is the SummerSlam 2023 official show review. This first time watching, you guys do not know how the show works. Every Monday, we're on here with Notorious Unscripted after Raw. Um, actually, this upcoming Monday is the three-year anniversary Damn. for Unscripted, bro. So, Shit. should be should be should be interesting, man. Should be interesting. And then uh, every Friday. At 4 p.m. Central, we're on here with the news, man. So if you guys did miss the news, um, I'm actually gonna have the, the probably that and this uh, all the you know episodes through the weekend up for you guys tomorrow. So if you guys do want to watch us on all platforms, man, that is Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. If you want to see it first, join us right here every Monday after Raw, every Friday at 4 p.m. Central, and. For the Big Five for WWE and the Big Five for AEW, we are on here directly after the show goes off the air with the official show review. So with that, <clears throat> with that man, if you guys have not got a chance to get your hands on some of the official Notorious Hills Podcast merchandise, you guys can find this live on the merch shop. That is bonfire.com. Link is at the top of the description of this very video and in either mine or Sir K's social media pages, man. So... With that, you have all eight of these beautiful designs available on all platforms for you guys, man. That is the Chicago flag design, the Uncrowned Kings of the IWC, the Biggie-inspired shirt, the base logo design, the best-kept secret to the IWC, <laughs> the Notorious World Order shirt. You have those in three designs, the Chicago flag, the classic black and white, and the Wolfpack red. You got the Grand Slam design, the Scratch logo, and the only community that matters, plus more available on the merch shop for you guys. That is... Again, bonfire.com. Links at the top of the description of this very video and in either mine or Sir K's social media pages, man. So with that, if you guys... This is your first time watching. You guys do not know who we are here at the Notorious Hills Podcast. I am Johnny Mayhem, one half of the host of this very show. And as for the other half, we got my man Sir K here. How's it going, man? It's going good, man. It's going good. Uh, pretty good two days, man. Pretty good two days. Summer Slam's... You know, fun to watch always. Mm. Always fun to watch pay-per-views. Um, last two days have been good, man. We went on the, on the figure hunt for that Jey Uso figure. We went to 11 Walmarts and didn't find them. So that's great. Horrible. <laughs> but um, it's been, been a great two days, man. Um, and shit's been normal, man. It's been a normal, great pay-per-view weekend, man. Um, yeah. Like Durante always asks, man, how's life? How's the family? Life's good, man. The family's good. How is everybody doing in chat and in the replay? What about you, bro? How you doing? Hey, man, I'm good. Um, I'm good, bro. Other than, other than what Sir K just mentioned, driving all those miles to not find a fucking thing was uh, pretty annoying. Pretty annoying, but um. It is mm -hmm. what it is, man. It is what it is, I guess. But, uh, yeah, I, it is what it is um, at the end of the day. So, 
Yeah, um, the love of the game, I guess. Yeah. The love of the sport, but um, yeah. But other other than that, other than that, dude, nothing much. Just yeah, just watch the pay per view today. Just watch the pay per view today. Yep, eleven Walmart. Eleven. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah. Other than that, man. Other than that, just watch the pay per view. Had a great time as always, man. And yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's uh, that's. It's that 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 was that, but um, yeah, always always a great time, always a great time getting uh getting uh hang out hang out with some friends, watch the pay per view, um yeah man, always always great bro, always great. So, um, yeah yeah man, but as Durante always asks, I'm good, family's good. What about you, Durante, Logan, Bell, Pops, JT, everybody watching in the live chat, everybody watching on the replay. How the hell are you guys doing, man? So yeah, um, SummerSlam, SummerSlam, bro. So we opened up, we opened up the show with this match: Logan Paul versus Ricochet. Logan Paul versus Ricochet, man. Obviously, this went on first because Logan Paul had to get on a private jet to go to Dallas. To see his brother fight Nate Diaz, I think. So, um, that was that. And as for the match, right. what what everybody expected, bro. Um, I thought it was I thought it was really good. I liked the spots they did. Um, just two athletic motherfuckers, man. Um, there was a couple spots that were a little choppy, um, like the spot where they were supposed to do the Spanish fly and both land on their feet. Um, and Ricochet, who was, who, um, was he, no, he was giving the move, um, Ricochet landed it, and Logan Paul kind of, like, stumbled, stumbled over a little bit, and then there was the spot where Logan went to do the buckshot on the outside, and as soon as he flipped on the ground, he didn't really have any space space to you know really get the impact of the clothesline because they were so close to the barricade instead of just being over a little bit and they would have just had the whole rampway to uh you know move around um he just like ran right into he just ran right into like landed and his his arm was like already on ricochet's chest so there was those two spots but other than that bro other than that uh these guys did a great job as we all knew they would um it was a very fun match um, and yeah, I, I got nothing bad to say about it. A lot of people are saying this was uh, Ricochet's best match on the main roster, and as crazy as that is, probably true. It, it's true. It definitely is true. Um, I don't really remember too many Ricochet bangers on the main roster. I could tell you about a bunch of them in NXT, but yeah. not many on the main roster, man. That's, no, that's not what I could give you, man. But I like the match, man thought it was pretty good. I maybe expected a little more out of, you know, spots and whatnot. Overall, it wasn't bad at all. I think they did the job very well, man. It was a very entertaining match and a very fun way to start the show, man. I think they did good. Definitely, bro. Definitely. So, Logan Paul, Logan Paul, um, oh, uh, Ricochet went to do the 630. Logan Paul moved and fucking... God, Ricochet just bounced off his back. 
um, uh, just right on the mat. Um, and as Ricochet was sitting there selling and the ref was checking on him, one of Logan's uh, friends uh, came up and put brass knuckles on his knuckles. And he knocked Ricochet's lights out. Damn. And he beat him. Logan Paul beat Ricochet uh, as he was looking over at Samantha Irvin and she was like pretending to cry. Oh, or at least pissed. doing her best uh, Cody Rhodes uh, impression of uh, trying to hold back tears. Um, he was trying to get her to say and the winner Logan Paul again. Um, but obviously she didn't. And yeah, Logan, Logan continues to just be great and not as... Not as good as he should be. No, exactly. It's if um, Triple H says it every fucking media scrum, but it's true, man. He's better than he should be, man. Um, and it was a pretty good match. I liked the way they ended it. It's kind of funny that you know Logan Paul had to cheat to beat Ricochet of all people. So uh, that's, that's not a great gauge of your career at the moment. But um, I like the way they ended, it, man. It fits his character, and um. Interested to see what he does at the next one, man. Definitely, bro. Definitely for sure. Um, hmm. I could see them having another match, and I think a lot of people would that. like it. I think a lot of people would like it. I, I think I don't think anybody would be complaining about another another match with these two. So I know I wouldn't. So I, I would definitely like to see this again. Maybe Ricochet can get his payback. Where is payback? Pittsburgh. Yeah, fun. Britsburg. And then they go to Indianapolis. So they just pretty much just kind of stay after, yeah, in the Midwest. Um, For now, because what the fuck is after payback? Survivor Series? Fastlane in October. Oh, yeah, fuck, I forgot about Fastlane. Oh, and then they go to Saudi. Yeah, that two, is true, that is Two true. weeks before Survivor, three weeks before Survivor Series, oh, and then Survivor Series in Chicago. It's interesting, man. It's interesting to see. I, I totally forgot about Fastlane already, man. Um, gonna be NASCAR themed. I can't wait. <sighs> <laughs> Fucking hit-ass Fastlane. But, um, yeah, man, the match was fun, and I, I think they might continue this feud with these people. And actually, this was one of the things with one of the better builds build-ups yeah. to the summer to to SummerSlam. So definitely, very very interesting that that this actually had a a pretty decent build. To be honest, I mean it it definitely you know the guys were there. You know they were doing their thing, bro. They were doing their thing, and they 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 had a pretty good build. Like I said, uh, if I do say so myself, man. So this match lasted eighteen minutes. As Logan Paul defeated Zesty Rick. So, the second match on the card. (sighs) Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar. Fuck it, Cody Rhodes getting his ass beat for at least 15 minutes on that fucking man. Ugh, my God. So, this match... There was some severe logic gaps in it, but as far as the match um, itself, uh, I definitely think it was easily the best of the three. Yeah, which isn't saying much. Yeah, not much. <laughs> um, yeah, those two, those two matches fucking sucked, man. But to my knowledge, 
this match was not a no DQ match. Um, and Cody Rhodes picked up the steel steps and hit Brock Lesnar with them. And then later in said match, he gets a rope break. So, make up your mind, WWE. But, um, and then all those spots where he just kept fucking beating the count out. Oh my god. Not just beat the count out. Brock beats him up. He beats the count. Ugh, the fuck? They just padding the runtime, bro. The fuck? Seriously. No, they really were. Um, yeah, this match, um, you know, this match was, like I said, it was, it was definitely the best of the three, but I, I, I really, really wasn't a fan of, like Sir K said, I really wasn't a fan of the, um, suplex, suplex, suplex. The fucking funniest thing about, the most entertaining thing about this match was how fucking worse Brock Lesnar's pants were going to get. <laughs> like, what was it? He had to have had, grabbed some old shorts from like 2014. Because <laughs> them bitches were, yeah, were they made of fucking paper mache? <laughs> God <Dude. damn> it. <laughs> So, <laughs> so, Cody, um... Yeah, man. So, so Cody Rhodes, um, Cody Rhodes just, you know, suplex, suplex, suplex. He would get him on the outside. The referee would count to seven. Brock would beat him up again. Throw him on the outside, or he would beat him up on the outside. Or no, he yeah, he would beat him up again. Throw him on the outside. Then Cody would last till eight. Then he he would get up and get in the ring again. And Brock would just get more and more pissed. Beat him up again. Throw him on the outside. Now he'll stay up till 9. Then he gets him out again. Then he F5s him on the table. And Cody... The referees are telling Cody Rhodes he should just take the count out. And... and barely gets in the ring and Brock's to, to fucking tell him you should have just let it happen. Should have just ended it. Like, bro, can, can you guys end it at this point? The fuck? Why are you doing all this shit? Just just beat each other up. And of course, in typical 2018 Roman Reigns fashion, the last like five minutes of the match, Cody Rhodes just starts going nuts. He puts him in. Uh, he gives him a bunch of Cody cutters. He hits him with the steel steps, and the ref looks dead at it and doesn't do a thing. Um, <laughs> he gets him in the ring. Puts him in a Kimura, Brock counters that, then Cody hits him with three crossroads, uh, crossroads, and we take it home, and Cody bro. Rhodes wins. Like, bro, first of all, that Kimura that Cody did to Brock looks so fucking lame, I'm sorry, um, and it's no, no knack on either of those guys' skill, both of them I'm sure can do an amazing Kimura. But I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was the angle or just the size difference. That shit looked like he was his kid playing with him. That shit did not look painful at all, bro. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if Brock, that man sweats his ass. I don't know if that helped the disintegration of his shorts. I, that man got to eat a ghost pepper before some of these matches broke. Because I don't know how he sweats as much as he does. It couldn't have been that hot in Detroit. <laughs> the fuck? Um, yeah, I, <laughs> I don't know, man, I don't know, this match wasn't, like I said, it, it was, 
It was the best out of the three, but I mean, those other two weren't good uh, by any means. But yeah, man, this match just, like this feud, just didn't fucking do it for me. And then, one of the most confusing parts of this whole match was afterwards, Brock is standing in the ring with Cody, and um, he takes his he takes his fight gloves off. He walks up to Cody, he goes head to head with him, and he puts his hands out and he shakes his hand, and he daps Cody up and fucking pulls him in for a hug, like they didn't just feud over absolutely nothing, and afterwards Cody Rhodes just does the fucking cheesiest like, like uh, as Brock turns around to walk away. Cody just does the cheesiest like smile at him, and he's just like s smiling he's while so happy while while he's walking away. He's like, "Oh man, I earned his respect, man." Like, dude, he, he looks like one of those goof ass employees that kiss up to the boss, and the boss praises him, and he's just fucking cheesing about it. Oh. It's exactly what Cody looked like, bro. Like, why? First of all, we don't know why they fought in the first place. I have no idea. <laughs> we still have to this day no idea. So. There was no beef squash because I don't even know if there was a beef <laughs> per the feud. But um thought that was random as fuck. Even Cody Cody looked more terrified than confused. Um I think he thought Brock was gonna fucking just suplex him at any second. I was scared too, because that probably would have meant we had to been dealing with another match. But um I'm glad that didn't happen. But um it ended fucking weird, man. I thought that was weird as fuck. <laughs> Maybe Brock was just ec ecstatic that the feud was finally over. <laughs> I know I would Maybe. be. Maybe. But, um, I don't know. valid. But, um, I don't know. Shit was weird. Yeah, no, it absolutely was. And what you could even argue was a little weirder than that was afterwards, Cody jumps in the crowd, gives his mom a hug, and for like a solid three minutes... They're just filming him walk um, around the ring and, and slap fans' hands. He's slapping fans' hands, hugging them, fucking signing some kid's hat. For like, and then you, we're, they're filming it's going to attack this motherfucker. Yeah. Because they keep filming him after his match is, is ended. Nope. Bro's just halfway up the ramp and it just fades away to commercial. Ah, I did not understand any of that. Yeah. Yeah, no. I, I didn't either. Um, nothing, no. nothing, no, you know, we heard Randy was in Detroit, but we also heard Randy isn't mm -hmm. anywhere near coming back, so I kind of just figured he was there just to hang out and, yeah. and be backstage and stuff, um, you know, I, I thought somebody, I mean, there was speculation that they were bringing Brown Breaker up after, um, but we all know how Shawn Michaels is about fucking giving anybody with name value away. Yeah, any of those, any of those big stars, man, if Shawn Michaels can keep them in purgatory, he's going to keep them in fucking purgatory. So. Mm, Twitter doesn't make sense. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. There, there's, there's definitely some, there's definitely some, some arguments. Yeah, there's some, there's. The surprise we got tonight was, like, one of the worst surprises you could ever give a human. So, you mm. know... I thought it was amazing, personally. I, <laughs> <laughs> I was at, at a high point to get that. Um, that makes one of us. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. We didn't see anybody tonight. Literally any fucking body. So, I don't know where they go with Cody Rhodes. I, I don't know where they go with Brock Lesnar. I, I especially do not know where they go with Cody Rhodes. I genuinely could not tell you guys a fucking thing from me. Not one. Oh, I really don't. Um, they didn't give us any fucking hint or anything. Um, so I guess we'll see on, um, on these upcoming weeks, man. But who knows at this point? Who fucking knows what they're going to do? Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. I really, really, really just don't, don't know. Um, yeah, nothing. Nothing. No Randy, no Bray. Cody just... Signs autographs and walks off into the sunset, so... Sign some fucking kid's hat. God. Yeah, I mean, we got... Uh, I don't know. Si what? Si another six months until WrestleMania? Probably about another four to five months before this guy is actually doing anything... Uh, for the show? ...that builds for WrestleMania. So... I have to keep him busy for, like... Three or four pay per views. Ugh. <laughs> I have to skip out on one or two at this point. And that all fucking depends on how you slot him in. Ugh. How you slot him into WrestleMania? Does he win the Rumble again? Does he get in through an elimination chamber? Because if he gets into the chamber, you're really gonna have to keep that motherfucker busy. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's you at least got to keep him busy till till Royal Rumble season because yeah. obviously he'll have the Rumble to lean on. But do you have him win it, or do you have him, you know, get just one of the final six spots so he can get in a chamber yeah. to to get a shot at the the opposing title that like Gunther or whoever wins the Rumble chooses. Exactly. So we'll see how it goes, man. But uh, I don't even think they know it. I certainly don't. I I, genu I genuinely do not have a single guess. I don't have a single guess for you guys on, on where the fuck we go with Cody Rhodes. Um, I don't know. I, I genuinely couldn't tell you guys. Um, so yeah, man. Nothing. Nothing at all. He just shakes Brock's hand, gives him about the cringiest smile ever, and he walks off into the sunset, man. So... Good old Cody Rhodes for you. Um, the next match was the Slim Jim hey. Summer Slam Battle Royal. Let's go. That's the best surprise of the night. The only surprise of the night, man. The only fucking surprise in terms of like returning superstars or debuting or whatever. Guys, the only fucking surprise we got on this show was so... Everybody's making their entrance. Well, they everybody else got the jobber entrance except for the Miz, AJ Styles, uh, LA Knight. They all get in the ring, and <laughs> all of a sudden we hear MVP, and I was like, "Yo, is he gonna announce Bobby Lashley?" I don't know why my mind went to that. It did for me too. I was like, "Oh, he's gonna announce Bobby," <laughs> and wish. and one of our buddies was like, "Omos," and I was like. Right. I, for, I genuinely forgot that man was with Omos for like a half a second. And the fucking SummerSlam surprise in the Battle Royal was Omos. Hey, that shit was garbage. 
Uh, what the fuck was it? And another thing about it, this moment that made no sense. So it panned to the match, and you know they're all looking scared as fuck because Omos is walking up. They're all ready to like jump him as soon as they come in the ring. It cuts to Omos and he's walking, and it cuts back to the ring and they're all just fighting each other. They just didn't. They just instantly gave up. Like you all are looking at this man, probably thinking, all right. We gotta take him out as soon as he comes in. Nah, I'm gonna just fight everybody else. That guy, it could easily be thrown out at any point. That shit made no sense, first of all. Um, and then it was just, it was Battle Royal. I, I, I could tell you that fucking much, man. I mean, happy for the ending, but um, what's it really gonna work out to in the long run, man? This, the, this was the big surprise for the SummerSlam weekend. The biggest party of the summer our biggest surprise was Omas. Good God. He just fresh off of beating Johnny Gargano on live events. <sighs> um, so, Omas comes in, immediately throws Apollo Crews out. Boy. I bet you wish you stayed in NXT. I swear to God. Um, you know what? Now that I think about it, another person that probably should have been in this match, uh, because he was called up, but we have not seen him once since he was called up. Where the fuck is Odyssey Jones? <laughs> That's a genuine mystery right there, bro. You couldn't put him in the SummerSlam Battle, the Slim Jim Battle Royal? <laughs> Uh, they had they had to make spots for fucking Eric and Ivar. What do you think? Can't make spots for other people. And the second guy, Omas immediately throws out, is J.D. McDonough. Somebody who has all the potential in the world to be a solid upper mid-card act on Monday Night Raw. Buried. And he's getting thrown out by Omas, who is fucking atrocious at his job. <laughs> Get fucking real with yourself, bro. This guy's never going to accumulate to nothing. I don't know what the fuck Mark Calloway is smoking. Talking about he's the closest thing we've seen to Andre. Closest in height, sure. Yeah, no shit. I, what the fuck? Like, who cares? Closest thing we've seen to Andre. Guy's greener than fucking grass. Still, after what? It was been like three years. <laughs> he's been here. Something like that. Yeah. I think because he started as, as one the of the ninjas. ninjas. Yep. <laughs> 2020. Yep, pandemic 20, wrestling. Yep. That's when he debuted as the fucking ninja. Good lord. Debuted as Oma. He's been Omas for two years. Two years now. I was going to say, because I think they revealed his name. Didn't they reveal it when he got with AJ? Yep. Fucking yeah. Because he was the bodyguard after that for Shane. Yeah, and they didn't give him a name. And then AJ just uh, got a personal colossus. <laughs> Omos. Omos. So he fucking immediately throws Apollo Crews and JD McDonough out. Dude, also, JD McDonough and the Judgment Day? What the fuck are we doing what here? What happened? They are focusing so much on the storytelling of the Judgment Day on Raw. But just dropped the whole JD McDonough part of it. That was one of the interest. That was one of the more interesting parts. Yeah. What the fuck is going on here, bro? Just dropping people like flies. 
the next the next people to be eliminated were Rick Boogs, Otis, fucking bro, Otis like did like a fucking back roll when he got eliminated. <laughs> Shit was funny as hell. He did his like worm move when he fucking went out on the outside. <laughs> uh, Eric and Ivar, Nakamura, and then Tommaso Ciampa. Yeah, he was in the match. I didn't even see him get eliminated. Gave him a job or entrance. Yeah. That's what we're doing with the Black Heart. We just got the Black Heart on the show. Just and we don't want to do nothing with him. In a battle royal, just casually. And 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 everybody, you know. We're just, uh... We're just Redditors, you know. Oh, yeah, we're just a bunch of frauds. We're just Redditors, but, you know, we wanted Tommaso Ciampa to be in a meaningless... Uh, or a meaningful match on SummerSlam... DIY versus Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. I think that's what everybody and their fucking mother oh, wanted right. for the tag team championships at SummerSlam. And what do we get? Nothing. Tommaso Ciampa in the... Oh, no, we got something. We got Tommaso Ciampa fighting for a lifetime supply of Slim Jims. You ain't change on the plane? What the fuck? <laughs> we're at all. We're probably like two hours to change on a private jet. That's insane, man. Man, that gear must have stank. <laughs> they probably just, damn, what was that smell? Yeah, he turned around, just Logan Paul. Bro's just fucking marinating in his gear for two and a half hours. I gotta, I gotta see a picture of Logan Paul. Let me try to pull this up real quick. Yeah, man, that, that too, Gargano also can't even make it onto a SummerSlam Battle Royal. They're, they're, they're sticking that man on live events, getting beat to our surprise. For the battle royal. <laughs> like, man, what the fuck is going on here, man? Oh, I'm dead. For really in his gear. Oh, same Logan though. I I would take a life. I love those things. I would too. I def I definitely would have been in there fighting my ass off for sure. I've been cheating my ass off, bro. Like oh Moss, wanna make a pact? Oh, he sent it. Wow. Bro, really in his gear? What the fuck? Why'd he put the jacket back on? Well, he keep himself warm, I guess. Well, I guess. I mean, he looks in fucking Texas. It's probably blazing hot down there. Wow, I wonder how long that flight is. Let's see. I know private jets are pretty fast. Let's see. Couldn't be like more than two and a half hours because he would have had. He would have missed the fucking. Because he went off first when it started at, at seven. And with the fight start at like guessing ten maybe. Probably. So he had what, you know, about three hours, two and a half hours really, to get there and get to the you know, arena and venue. So a regular flight would be three three hours. Well, yeah, so on a private jet it's probably like two and a half. But yeah, but on a private jet, you know that man probably was there in two. Two, yeah. Two hours, maybe like an hour and 45 if he was really quick. If that man was zooming in that plane. Yeah, but, well, yeah. No. That, that's funny, though, and that's really cool. That's really cool for him to do, Um, obviously, you know, for his brother. Yeah. So, yeah, so he was... Oh, you also got to think time differences, too. Oh, yeah, there was. So he probably had, he probably had a, a lot of time. He probably did have a lot of time, actually. I don't know why he didn't change. It does look cool, though, showing up in his gear. It looks pretty awesome. Yeah, because Jericho did that for, what was it? I think he was, like, at All In. 
he showed up at All In, and then he showed up at his Fozzie concert a couple yeah. hours later in the uh, in his in mm. his gear. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, it's always cool when they do shit like that. Bro, just full gear. Brock couldn't do that, or else he fuck. You could see his fucking compression underwear by the end of the match. You oh, I swear to God. See his whole fucking leg and shit. <laughs> Man, looks like he was wearing trunks again, like we're in 2002. Looks like bro was wearing some old fucking swimming trunks he got from Walmart. <laughs> the fuck? So, yeah, Tommaso Ciampa, bro. Tommaso Ciampa. Fucking Slim Jim Battle Royal. He's fighting for a lifetime supply of Slim Jim. <sighs> Fucking Christ. What accomplishment. After that, Cameron Grimes was eliminated. And after that, Santos Escobar just clean as day. Clotheslines Austin Theory (laughs) right over the fucking top rope. The U.S. champ, bro. The United States champion. Who, mind you, at WrestleMania, beat... John Cena. And a couple months later, what, four months later, he's in the Slim Jim Battle Royal at SummerSlam. Fucking knocked out like nothing. Santos would then get eliminated after him. Then the two members of Imperium would be eliminated. Then two members of the Brawling Brutes, Holland and Butch, would be eliminated. Then Riddle went out, and then they all tag-teamed Omos out of the uh, ring. We've seen tag-team tandem offense by Grayson Waller and The Miz, father and son. <laughs> um, Mid-admitter. <laughs> and Mitter isn't fucking Grayson Waller, surprisingly. The fuck? Um, we've seen tag-team offense by them. Uh, they would then get eliminated. They would then get eliminated. Carrying uh, Cross would then go out, and then Gable, and then Bronson Reed, and then Cross would cost AJ Styles the spot, and then we're down to Sheamus and LA Knight. Two disgruntled talent. Put them on collision. And yeah, I could have seen this going either way because Sheamus just recently complaining about his creative. Um, mainly for his shit with Gunther, but still, Sheamus complaining about his creative, and then L.A. Knight, obviously, should be the most frustrated man in WWE right now. So, um, these guys fought for a little bit, a little bit, uh, they definitely got my anxiety kicking a little bit with, uh, their, their close calls, but in the end, the right decision was made, and L.A. Knight, uh... Won the Slim Jim Battle Royal. This could be a start. This is only going to be a start if WWE wants it to be. Mm-hmm. We said it on Friday. I'm obviously hyped for LA Knight. I'm glad he picked up the victory. And fucking Christ is this man over. I swear to God. Once again, got one of the biggest pops of the night for SummerSlam. Had everybody doing his shit. Had a shit ton of uh, signs in the audience. Um, LA Knight, dude. The power of L.A. Knight. He won. Fans were going nuts. Uh, fans were, you know, obviously happy for him. I was happy for him. I hope this is a start. But, you know, it's all up to WWE to press that button, bro. And Who knows if they will, man. Because, you know, they the commentary was hyping that one up. Like, they, they bro just won the fucking Rumble. Um, he won the Slim Jim Battle Royal. Um, 
But, I mean, good for him. I'm really happy it was the right person that won, but... Yeah. Is much going to come out of this? Mm, probably not. You know, I know we got to keep kayfabe alive, but I hate how the commentators play it up like it's his fault. Like he hasn't yeah. won anything. L.A. Knights had opportunity and opportunity, and they, they, all grew, they all slipped out of his fingers. Is he finally going to grasp this one? At least, like, word it cooler. Like, maybe... You know, maybe maybe they could book him better. <laughs> maybe he didn't. He didn't slip out. Of, they didn't slip out of his fingers. <clears throat> maybe someone pushed it out the way of his fingers, man. Shit like that. At least play it up like he's not a fucking loser. Um, because he's not. He's a fucking victim of bad booking. Yeah. Dude. But uh, he's got a lifetime uh, lifetime supply of Slim Jim now, bro. So. I might have to add them, man. I might have to ask for some of them, man. It's, it's only up from here. It's only up from here. But for real, it's time. It's been time. But it's seriously time. Because it's, it's so stupid at this point. This man should have been winning the U.S. title. He should have been cashing in to win the World Heavyweight Championship on this show. Oh, yeah. But... Nope. Aside from that, he should have been winning the, the United States Championship on this show. Um, this was the least they could have done. This was the Barely. bare fucking minimum mm -hmm. that they could have done for this man. And they did it. They did but it. it's still the bare fucking minimum. Exactly, man. So, I'm happy they did it. Um, because it's just, it's just ridiculous, dude. It really fucking is, man. It's so ridiculous, man. Um, so... Uh, yeah, so LA Knight won the Slim Jim Battle Royal. The Slim Jim SummerSlam Battle Royal in uh, 11 minutes and 55 seconds, man. Um, and what was a pretty good Battle Royal overall. Yeah, it wasn't it was bad. Um, after this... Match of the night. Holy fuck. Fucking oh. snooze fest of the night. I tweeted it out, bro, but God, this was a fucking sleeper, dude. It was, man. This shit was boring as fuck. And what was the fucking match type? MMA rules? What? Do a fight pit. People like that shit. MMA rules match. This? Oh, God. Why they didn't do a fight pit, I have no idea. Um, a lot of people, I've seen a lot of people saying that, and it is, couldn't be, it couldn't be more true. Um, it couldn't be more true, uh, dude. So, this match was pretty much as, uh, uh, submission and knockout only, and holy shit. This was a fucking sleeper, man. Oh, yeah. This was seriously a fucking sleeper, man. I mean, this shit sucked. This shit was fucking horrendous, bro. They told, they asked him to touch gloves like we're about to fucking have a UFC fight here. And then that gave me horrible fucking memories. Back to Jake Hager versus Wardlow in the, in the octagon. And fucking Wardlow pulled out a fucking Hurricane Rana. Off the fucking cage wall. That shit was fucking horrible. I need to watch that back for AW+. I need to relive that fucking monstrosity. I swear to God, that's the type of shit I want to go back and see. 
That fucking trash. Dude, you know how much old Cody shit I want to go back and watch? I swear to God. Oh, man. That's what I'm talking about, Logan, man. Match of the decade, bruh. Hell yeah. No. Oh, no. Dude. This shit, man. This shit was fucking boring. Dude, they, they were, like, fucking grappling each other around giving body shots for 7 minutes and 30 fucking seconds. Literally all they were doing. Ronda Rousey got her in an arm bar. Shayna countered it. Put her in a Kirifuda clutch. And she passed out. And that was the match. But in the beginning of the match, they played it up. Uh, they asked him to touch gloves. So Ronda... Ronda, apparently, I don't know if this is true or not, I don't watch UFC, Ronda puts her gloves out, and they said she's never done that in her career. That's interesting. But Shayna... Kind of a dick move, but... Yeah, Shayna, um, Shayna walked away. Oh, man. And she, she choked her out in 7 minutes and 30 seconds. Dude, we were talking about this earlier, bro, but I, I do not know... I do not know, um, I do not know of a, I do not know of, of somebody who started off so promising and washed up so quick, so quick, it was so quick. She started off so good and with so much promise, surprising amount of good and promise, and then it just fucking... You, you seen that video of that cop going down that slide fast as fuck and he gets shot out the bottom? That's fucking Ronda Rousey's fucking career, bruh. Just fucking just shoots it down. <laughs> like, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Shit has just been ass, man. Um, and this looks like to be the end of Ronda Rousey in, in WWE, man. At this point, I ain't complaining one fucking bit. I'm not either. I'm not either, bro. Yeah, the good riddance to this horrible, horrible shit we've had to witness. Um, and unfortunately for Shayna Baszler, she's going to fall right back into obscurity. Yeah. Rhea Ripley's a heel. Shayna Baszler's a heel. There's not much Shayna Baszler's going to be able to do here um, afterwards unless they want to turn her baby face. She could be a great candidate if you build her up enough to take the title from Rhea Ripley. But... Um, uh, yeah, as far as Ronda Rousey goes, man, I genuinely fucking hope this is the last time we see her in, in AEW, in WWE, because th this, this match sucked, her run has sucked, it's, it's just all sucked, man, she, like, again, I, I do not know, I do not recall ever seeing anybody who washed up quicker than Ronda Rousey did. Oh, yeah. Literally, it's it's an insane downfall, man. This shit's got to be studied. We need a dark side of the ring on just her fucking in-ring downfall. It has nothing to do with the backstage elements. It's purely in-ring. Yeah, man. Definitely, bro. Definitely, man. I mean, she's truly up there with the baby. She as really far is as downfalls are concerned. Massive. So Ronda wins with a Kirifuda clutch, and she just passes her out. And that was it. Uh, match passed me out. <laughs> it really fucking did, bro. It really fucking did. So, the next match... The next match was for... 
the Intercontinental Championship, Drew McIntyre versus Gunther. This was one of the matches that I could have easily seen WWE royally fucking up on and giving it to Drew to keep him happy. But then on the other side of the coin, I said, you know what, they probably won't give this to Drew unless this man puts pen to paper with them. And obviously he hasn't, so at least as far as we know, he hasn't. Um, but this was a weird one. I'll say this. This was very hard-hitting. Mm-hmm. And the match itself was good. Yeah. But at the end, dude, Walter just clean sweeped this man. So they were on the top rope. Drew went to go for a superplex. Mm-hmm. Walter pushes him on the ropes. So, you know, he hits his balls between the top rope. He falls on it and he bounces off. Gunther gets off. Gunther gets off and he hits him. Um, he hit he hit him with like three moves in a row. It was like a clothesline, or it was like a chop, a clothesline, a power bomb, and he got him the fuck out of there, bro. Yeah, it like you know with the big opponent with the Walter match, usually you know it's it's a war to you know survive Walter, and it kind of was just a match. <laughs> I mean, dude just beat him like it was a match on SmackDown. <laughs> I mean, another thing, another thing. Mm -hmm. Kind of made me a little sad. The fact that Drew's chops were louder than Walter's, dude, hurt me a little bit. I know, you know, this is going to be a controversial take for Twitter, but, um, something about just big, just going through with the weight on him, that man just hit harder and, and it felt more impact and he felt more special. He's booked really good still. He looks amazing. He's booked amazing right now. He really does look special. Yeah. But just Walter, that man was special, man. And Gunther is very special. He is. He is. In his own right. But Walter was just fucking Walter, man. He can't beat it. Dude. He really can't. Yeah, I, 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 said this, uh, I said this to Sir K when we were watching the match, but, man... I ain't just hitting like that. I said, I, I said it, I said it to, uh, I said it to, you know, everybody when we were watching the match. But I was like, man, I would have killed to see Walter versus Drew McIntyre, Megalodon of a man, Walter versus Drew McIntyre, because when he was big and had weight on him, that man, pro, when that man hit you, you. Watching at home, you would cringe because, God, I mean, he just... just would just slap the fuck out of It was just something about the man's power. That man it's was just, a fucking monster, bro. There has... There, there's, there's, uh, there's not a lot of big men that, that are better than, than the Walter, uh, part of Gunther. Um, yeah. There's, there's really not, if you ask me. I mean... He's easily the hardest hitting professional, or the most impactful as far as moves go, um, wrestler I, I've ever watched. And one thing, not that I think he needs it, but it was just just like the perfect mix. Him in the pandemic with those just empty crowds and the empty arenas, those matches hit, bro. You heard every fucking impact of his hand. 
That shit hit, bro. Which, which, looking back, is even scarier. Because even with full crowds, like Dude. that match against Pete Dunne... Oh, you just heard, though. You just heard Slap. death mm-hmm. upon, <laughs> upon you. Again, nothing against Gunther. Gunther's great. He is. He is. the best in, in their company, easily. Easily. E- easily. Yeah, 100%. That man can... That man will give you... That man will give you a banger in his sleep. Mm-hmm. And he's fantastic. And he still does hit hard. But the Megalodon of a man... Walter, man. <sighs> he would give you a match of the year in his sleep, man. Yes. I that mean, man will give you a match of a decade in his... In his fucking sleep. He won match of the year twice in a row for me, man. Come on. Mm-hmm. Come on. It's just how it is, man. That man was truly goaded. And he's still goaded in his own right. But something about that. It's Who who can I compare it to? Like different versions of the people that are both good. But one's just so much better. I mean. <laughs> I don't know why I was about to say that. But that was going to be the worst take to ever come out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I almost said John Moxley and Dean Ambrose. No, no. Uh, this fucking Dean Ambrose is horrible. Mm. Um, it's tough. Man. Depending on who you ask, the big dog and the tribal chief. Yeah, I was thinking about that one too. Oh God, no! But big like, dog was no. fucking horrible. Yeah, big dog sucked, man. Uh, maybe like word life, John Cena, and hustle, and, loyalty, respect, John Cena. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's more of your preference of which version of them you liked. But dog, no one can beat Walter for me, man. Yeah. It's just how it is, dog. It's yeah. just how it is. Both are great. Walter's just just on that level, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um Up until now you could probably throw Adam Cole in that category. Yeah. He's great in AEW, but he was just goaded in NXT. There's something special about him in NXT, man. Mm-hmm. Um same as half of those NXT guys. <laughs> 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 all the fucking Black, Andrade, DIY, FTR. They're actually probably a better Oh, gauge yeah. Of it. They're a great one. Because they're really great in both iterations of themselves. So they could be another great version of that, man. But just, uh, just this match was good, man. It wasn't bad, but I don't know, man. It kind of felt like just a match. It really it didn't felt like a like a war. Like someone who was really trying to take down the ring general, man. And um, he didn't. And I'm glad he didn't, because I would have been pissed if he did. Yeah. But um, just the match. Could have put up a little more of a fight. Yeah. I don't know, man. It just, this match didn't hit, man. Physically and just generally for me, man. It just didn't hit. Yeah, nonetheless, I'm glad we got to see two of the best professional wrestlers ever Mm -hmm. to come out of uh, Europe. Yeah. Um, Booker said it on the pre-show, and I think it's true. Oh, yeah. Um, he said Walter, Gunther, is the best European talent he's ever seen. Yeah. You ain't wrong. He even fucking, um, even Wade Barrett agreed with him. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, hey, he's better than me. I'll tell you that. Like, the man's just that special. He fucking looked over at Wade and, and like, said, oh, I'm shit. sorry. <laughs> and he's, and Wade literally said, oh, no, he would have whooped me. I... That's how goaded this man is, bruh. Like, come on. Yeah. But the match was good, man. It just it just didn't hit. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, definitely, bro. Definitely. 
it was just something just felt weird. And then the way Drew just like stormed out of there. Yeah. Something felt really off. And I don't mean the, you know, I don't want to start no rumors or nothing, but it, something just felt really off the way he just fucking just left. Clothesline, chop, power bomb, done. Because even in his entrance, he like, he just looked bored. <laughs> he looked like me walking into work, bro. Like, he looked like Eric Young in his prime period fucking visit. Eh, not, not as bad. Definitely not as bad. That shit's depressing. Um, <laughs> but, um, he just looked like he's just going out there for just your average match, man. Um, and what he was saying recently about how you know, he doesn't want to turn heel... You know, because he just wants to wait for, you know, it to make sense and it to matter. Drew? Mm-hmm. He said, you know, people have been saying I should turn heel. And he, he said, not until, you know, it makes sense and, and it makes sense to, like, do it for my character. What I really think he means is, I'll turn heel when I leave. <laughs> That's I, I maybe did. think something, if he does stay, which, at this point, I, I, I really don't think, don't think so. so. No. Um, if he does... I really think maybe something against, like, Cody Rhodes after Cody Rhodes becomes the world champ. That could um, be really good. What I think he's waiting for is, is around, you know, when his contract is up to gauge if he's staying. Because, let's say he is planning on leaving. What would be the point of turning heel for fucking six months? You know what I mean? He might as well come back and do the whole Becky Lynch thing. Or she comes back as a baby face and she's, like, loving the crowd because they love... No, I'm not saying he should turn into anything like big time Bex. Yeah. But you know how Bex came out and she was crowd. acting like she loved the crowd and stuff like that. And then she just shocks everybody and turns. Um, I feel like that's what that's what Drew's going to do if he stays. Definitely. <laughs> he's waiting to see if he stays. If he stays, he's going to turn heel, I think. But um, if not, I think he, I genuinely think he's going to be out. Um, I think he just wants to explore different things, win new championships, shit like that, man. I think, I think, um, I think Drew, I think Drew's pretty realistic about that, um, and as much as I would, as much as everybody would love to see him as a world champion soon again, I just think maybe he thinks that, you know, he just doesn't really know if it's in the cards for him, and who can blame him, I mean, so, it kind of just seems like they've put him in this upper mid-card role, which is abysmal, because the guy... is main event 24-7. He is, and he can give you a fucking... He can give you a banger um, any day of the week. He's a great storyteller. He's a fantastic promo. Mm -hmm. You know, he's a great storyteller. He told a really good story with Randy Orton over the pandemic, Um Told a really good story with Sheamus. Um, he told a pretty good story, with, a pretty decent enough story with Bobby Lashley going into WrestleMania a couple years ago, um, two years ago, and he's never got a championship run in in front of in front of fans. You know what I mean? He's never he never got that moment in front of fans. I also could see Drew maybe being a little upset and maybe feeling like his moment. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of people during this Roman title reign have the, the right to feel that way. Yeah. Um, Definitely. But maybe f the feeling of momentum being passed. I'm sure Sami Zayn feels the same way. Mm -hmm. Sheamus feels it now with Roman Reigns with Gunther, but Sheamus feels the same way. You know, these guys just feel like their momentum is passed. And, you know, maybe, maybe Drew just doesn't want to be 
maybe 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 Drew just doesn't want to wait anymore because mm-hmm. unfortunately, as far as the WWE Championship, the, the, the dream, you know, the dream for a lot of these guys, and I'm sure Drew wants to have that moment in front of fans, the moment that he never got, um, that he should have gotten, these, these guys didn't get that. These guys didn't get that. And if these main event guys are kind of stuck in a upper mid-card role because they just don't fit into plans right now, how long do you expect him to wait? You know, he's not, he's not getting any younger. No, exactly. He's not going to want to waste time in his career. He's not He's not one of those guys at all. He just, cause he's going to go until he can't. And he wants to go at the top until he can't. Um, and when he's not at the top, I mean, of course he's going to be a little, you know, frustrated. I don't blame him, man. And we all know that at least Roman's title is tied up till at least Mania. Um, at least. Seth, it's looking like his is too. So... <laughs> At least, and if it's not Seth, it's going to be Judgment Day stuff for the, probably the next year. Both World Championships are kind of tied up at the moment. Their other mid-card title, you know, Gunther is also tied up at the moment. You're going to go beat fucking mid-ass Austin Theory? Oh, wow. What an accomplishment. Um, I mean, he's looking, at, he's looking to just do big things in the moment, man. I, I think that's what he's going to do in a couple months, man. I think so. Yeah, man. I'm, And I'm sure... WWE is gonna throw something at him. Uh, as far as far as Cody Rhodes and that title reign goes, I can absolutely see them saying, you know, if you throw, uh, if if you uh, if you sign again, we're gonna throw you in a program with Cody Rhodes. We're gonna have you turn heel, and you're probably gonna take the title off of him. I could see him staying then. Yeah. Because I feel like he does want to stay in WWE. But, Overall, yeah. But. I just don't. I don't see him, and I can't blame him because I could see a lot of the same. A lot of guys feeling the same way. I could just see him just being like, "Hey, I, I'm tired of waiting. Like, I don't want to wait anymore. Um, no, nobody wants to wait anymore." But Roman's belt is obviously going to be held up at least until Mania 40. And who's to say WWE doesn't want to hold this thing on one more year for <laughs> WrestleMania 41? <laughs> for the be- love of God, no. Because you got to think, around that time, I hope WWE doesn't find this out, but we all know how much they love their numbers, so I'm sure they're very aware of it. He's going to be creeping up on Hogan's record. So... We all know the Hogan reputation, man. And I'm probably dying for it to be fucking snuffed out. And I'm telling you, you know, um, I'm, I'm really, I'm really, I, I get... I get their logic with keeping the title on Roman. Yeah. You get to sell your 1,000 merch shirts. You get him a 1,000 days. You get, you know, you get a current guy that high in the in the history books. You know, you want to tell a story with Cody Rhodes. I get what you were trying to do, but I don't mean to, you know, I don't I don't mean to even put that into existence, but it's, it's got to be WrestleMania 40, but no, we know how WWE is, man. There's always a possibility, man, but um, I think it is going to be the end at WrestleMania 40. I think it is. Um, so that's at least going to be, I think, the end for the Roman side. But I think both are going to be tied up for a while. So, But even at that, Cody go to SmackDown? As I say. It's going to be two world titles on Raw. So you're going to have to send... Whoever wins fucking Seth's title by that time to SmackDown, 
And then if who depending on who holds it, you might not be able to lose it. Because you can't have Cody fucking hold it for a month. You gotta have at least hold for like the summer or something. Yeah. And who knows what with the, with the other title situation, what that's looking like at the time, if they could lose or not. Yeah, and as far as their draft goes, do not do the draft and say it goes into effect three weeks. Do the draft... And then it goes into effect the next week. <laughs> Why can it not go into an effect when it happened? Yep. Just then postpone it until it would go into it. That was one of the poorest logic apps, and they still aren't abiding by it at all. Yeah, you so. could. Yeah, you could do night one on Friday, have draft Gunther with the world heavyweight title to SmackDown, hey. draft Cody with the WWE title to Raw. And boom, and <laughs> personally, I'd probably switch to mid card titles too for that layout, personally, too. Ugh. But, um, I hate the IT title on Raw, no, especially that ugly fucking thing. <sighs> oh. Like, I see titles just a smackdown belt, and some about you know the red, white, and blue of the U.S. title being on the red brand just fits so much better. It really does, it, it's genuinely the perfect layout for the titles for me, man. But, um, who knows with all that, man. But, um, yeah, man, uh, we'll see how it is, man. But I, th I think Drew's going to be on his way out, man. And imagine, imagine the matches he's probably looking at. Drew McIntyre versus Will Ospreay. <laughs> My dog. You know how much money I will pay for that? Drew McIntyre versus Adam Page. Kenny Omega. Fucking CM Punk. CM Punk. Samoa Joe. Fucking Chief White. That shit will be heat, bro. Damn. Yeah, they got a lot. They got a lot of good options. They got a lot of good options, and as far as that side of the coin goes, I just hope Tony Khan can do something with the man too. I because one thing Drew's gonna learn this the same same thing that's happening to you with this company is a very real possibility in Tony Khan's company. So that's another thing you gotta think about too. You gotta. You got to make sure that this guy's going to do something with you because I'm telling you, dude, if it wasn't for a show like Collision, that man Jay White would be done. Yes. Fucking purgatory, bruh. So, we'll see how that goes for him, man. But it's going to be a tough decision for Drew McIntyre, man. I'm, I'm down for either or. Mm -hmm. you know, I'm going to watch him no matter what. I'm not a, I'm not a fucking geek. Um... <laughs> but um we'll just see how it goes man we'll just see how it goes yeah man but as far as this match tonight man gunther retains in a fucking what seemed like a a clean sweep of drew mcintyre and drew just stormed out and does drew get another match dude this man gunther didn't even cheat to win no he just fucking cleaned his ass and just went on with his day you know I mean, it's not his fault Drew fell in between the ropes. Hmm? He just threw him off the top rope to fucking get him from superplexing him. And got down and fucking destroyed that man. And Drew just stormed out of the fucking arena. Damn, that's crazy, dog. It's interesting to see, bro. It's really interesting to see. I don't know, man. I don't know what to say, bro. I don't know what to say. Um, Yeah, gonna be... Gonna be pretty interesting, bro, to see what happens with Drew. But, um, guess we'll just have to wait and see, man. But either way, we'll be along here uh, for the ride. So, 
This match ended in 13 minutes and 40 seconds. And like I said, well, it was a hard-hitting match, but yeah. it just felt, something just felt really off about it. The feeling wasn't there. Yeah. Um, the next match for the World Heavyweight Championship. Hmm. Seth freaking Rollins. Yeah. Versus Finn Balor. For the World Heavyweight title, man. Uh, this match was really good. This match was really good. Our uh, our Peacock decided to uh, give us the something went wrong screen with the fucking Puss in Boots cat. Um, looking all sad. Yeah, I'm sure you, I'm sure anybody that owns the Peacock or the, anybody that subscribed to Peacock probably knows what that fucking screen looks like. It's probably what fucking L.A. Knight look, looks like looking at the fucking script every week. Yeah. What's next for him? <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, Seth Rollins comes out wearing, I don't know why he didn't just wear the, the, the whole full gear. Attire? Yeah. Um, I know it's like old Seth, but like. She was still goaded. Exactly. He's always had good attires, even like the old version of him, so. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good example of somebody who's good as two versions of himself. Yeah, no matter healer face, you know, the workhorse style stuff, or the authority Seth even, or this Seth, it's all been great, really. The Messiah. Goat. I miss the Messiah. I really do, man. That was so short-lived, man. Joseph Seed Seth. Yeah, that shit was sick. I loved it. Um, Seth freaking Rollins comes out. Wearing that uh, Ben 10 gear, the vest, just mm. the vest. He did have a little bit of like the green lines with the circle yeah. around like his leg and stuff like that. But overall, it was like a pink attire. Um, or I didn't know why he didn't do like a modern version of that yeah, gear. Just, like, updated a little. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, uh, and, and, you know, Finn. Um, uh, Finn was obviously ticked when he seen him oh. wearing the gear. Finn had some paint across the scar uh, on his shoulder, and it was a purple line um, over the scar, and then there was black lettering that said seven hey. for seven years. So, hey, she was heat. there was that. There was that. It was really good. It was really fucking good. I, I like that touch a lot um, from Finn. And these guys put on a hell of a match. The beginning part of the match, obviously, we couldn't watch because of uh, good old Peacock. But um, as things went on, bro, um, I really liked the match a lot. Um, they just put on another put on another really good match. Um, I loved where it looks like we're going with this, but I'm going to fucking hate if they go where I th- where they might go. Yeah, um, and especially after tonight. There's a literally fucking one way you can go with this. So, um, and it's not Damian Priest being a baby face. No, it's not at all. Um, Finn, um, dude, Seth got distracted as soon as everybody from Judgment Day came out there. Um, Seth hit Damian Priest. Uh, he curb stomped Dom. Rhea was off doing something. He gets in the ring gets a uh, gets a super kick, I think, a shotgun drop kick in the corner, or no, sorry, a sling blade, then he gets shotgun drop kicked in the corner, and then he gets a fucking coup de gras in what was a really, really good near fall. And personally, I'm I... Glad he had it. 
I thought he did too, and I wouldn't have hated at all um, Finn Balor. Oh yeah, winning. I, I was dying for either of these guys winning tonight. I thought I would have been fine with it either way. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have hated. I wouldn't have hated Finn uh, winning the match. I wouldn't have hated Finn winning the match at all. He deserves it. Um, he deserves it. Not to say. Uh, not to say anything bad about Seth, but no. you know, obviously Finn Finn des- Finn absolutely oh, yeah. deserves another <laughs> world title run. Um, but it wasn't tonight. Um, so Seth kicks out of that, and Finn's in the ring, frustrated. He tells Damian Priest, "Give me the briefcase. Give me the briefcase." Did forget one thing that happened before this is when um, they the Judgment Day distracted the ref initially, and. Um, Damian Priest tried to give him the briefcase, tried to give Finn Balor the briefcase to hit I Seth did. Rollins, and Finn was, I guess, just confused or just probably scared of this fucking guy, fucking him over at this point, and he <laughs> thought he was trying to mean it, like, give it to the ref so I could cash in, so he was arguing with, you know, um, Priest to not take it and was trying to keep giving it back because he didn't think it was to, you know, help him win, and then that ended up resulting in a near fall from for Seth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there was that. There was that. I didn't almost forget that. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah, like Sir K was saying, he, he's trying to hand Finn the briefcase, and Finn's kind of getting mad at him because it, it, it could have looked like Damien was trying to cash his shit mm-hmm. in, but Damien was like, dude, grab the fucking briefcase. <laughs> and, and, you know. Smack his ass. So, uh, but Finn wouldn't do it. So then Finn, like I said, uh, Seth, you know, takes the Judgment Day out, he gets in, he gets all of Finn's combos, uh, gets the coup de gras, and kicks out. So Finn, all pissed off, starts screaming at Damien Priest to give him the briefcase so he can hit him with it. Damien, all pissed, slides the briefcase in the ring, and he walks around, fucking, like I'm walking into work, he walks around the ring, gets up on the apron, and he's distracting the ref. So Finn crawls over by the briefcase, and as he's about to pick it up, he gets a fucking curb stomp on the briefcase. Damn. Seth kicks it out of the ring, pins Finn Balor for the one, two, three, as Damian Priest. As soon as he hit the stomp, Damian hopped off of the Damian hopped off of the uh the apron. The apron. And just stood there and watched. As Finn Balor lost, he didn't continue to distract the ref. Nothing. No, yeah. Because that's the thing. Um, that's what I think, you know, storyline-wise, obviously, it was purposeful to, you know, make Finn Balor lose. Because if that was really his boy trying to help him win, while Seth was painting him, he would have kept him distracted for as, at least as long as he could. You know, for, you know, the pin to go longer and a higher chance of a kick out. The second he saw... Seth go down for that pin. He just dropped down and stopped distracting the ref. The ref instantly turned around, and the way he was staring at his ass, bro. I think he did. He storyline wise, he one hundred percent did it on purpose. And yeah. I makes, and that's actually I'm happy for that. If that means Finn Balor's gonna be the face, because that's my preferred route of this. Because there's no way you can make him baby face after that shit. They are screwing that man over royally. If they make him a bit, you just fucked your friend over again for a world title. Like it did. 
I, I think with this time, you know, storyline-wise, it makes sense. Because I think genuinely at first, Priest was trying to help him win with that initial, you know, grabbing of the briefcase. Mm -hmm. But I think when Finn retaliated and just instantly thought he was trying to fuck him over, that was Damian Priest realizing, all right, he don't trust me. He ain't my boy no more. Yep. Fuck him. Exactly. And I think that's what it was. And I'm down for this. I really like this where, where this is going. And then when Finn kind of yelled at him to, you know, telling him to give me the briefcase... Damien just kind of looked like, dude. You're not my boss, bro. Like, he, he kind of <laughs> just looked at him like, dude, what the fuck? Exactly. Like, so, I tried to already, you know what I mean? Yeah. Very, very interesting, bro. Very interesting. And I'm loving, loving what they're doing with the story. And, yeah, I feel like we definitely got the realization of Damien Priest saying, dude, like, how the fuck are we supposed to be boys if you cannot trust me? Exactly. You know, so... Damien Priest, bro. Damien Priest, he he was standing on the outside of the ring, and Seth walked right over to him, and Damien just stare, just uh, stared a fucking hole into that man. Seth then walked away, and Damien stood in the same spot. But instead, he was staring a hole into Finn Balor, as Rhea was too fixated with Dominic. Um... Finn turned around and just looked so pissed at Damian Priest. Oh, dude. That man was furious. And um, I loved it. I actually really did. Yeah. Yeah, this, this, is, this is really good, man. This is really good. This is, this is so good. I, I, like, I love the story with Seth and Finn so much. I would not even hate, like, one more match. I don't know how you would make sense of it. Being that Finn lost again, but um, if we got another match out of this, I don't know if I would be complaining. I don't think I would. Oh, not at all. I actually really like where this is going, man. And um, I'm down, man. I think at this point, although I would love if Finn win here, you know, won here, if they are turning him babyface, you know, I think it might be best for Damian Priest to win against Seth in a cash in mm -hmm. and. Babyface Finn be the one to beat him, man. Whether it's at Mania or something, I think that would be the perfect route at this point, and I would, I would genuinely love that, man. Mm -hmm. So, um, because you know, Finn getting his lick back as a heel is awesome. If he like stayed heel, but I think with the path they're going, I think he gets that championship again after all these years when when he's a babyface again. I think that's where the story is gonna fit best at this point. And I hope it's the route they go, man. I really hope they do. Because if they go the fucking opposite route, they are completely fucking the story sideways, man. <laughs> Just turning it on its ass, bro. But um, I think they're going the right way, and I hope they are, man. Because I actually really like where it's going. Definitely. And I think it's going. Definitely, dude. For sure. For sure. Yeah. So Seth wins, and he makes it out unscathed again. No, uh, no cash in here. I was thinking about this. Okay. What if, and I would hate this, what, what if they made Damian Priest into a babyface by having Finn Balor fuck him out of an eventual cash in? I can see that. On Seth Rollins. I can see that, man. I don't like that at all. To make Finn look like the ultimate baby, or to make Finn look like the ultimate heel. But, you know, he would try to blame it on Damian Priest by saying, well, you cost me. But Damian, you know, wasn't actually trying to cost him. 
I could see them going that route, but like the way they make it look on WWE television, just has like that first pump fake of uh, Money in the Bank has no real explanation. Bro, legitimately pump faked his boy. <laughs> like, dude ran out there and for, just stopped. Yep, for no, no, no reason. No, exactly. Like that one, you can't. Like tonight, you could explain off. You know, like, you know, I tried to help you, but at Money in the Bank, you can't play that off at all. But, um, I hope they go the right path, man. Um, and it looks like they are. I just hope they keep up with it, man. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Also, another thing I, another thing I hate about this show, other than Roman Reigns and Jey Uso, the two feuds that got the best fucking video packages were some of the worst fucking feuds. Oh, yeah. Um... I mean, Ronda and Shayna had good build-up. I mean, yeah, it was just a really build. bad match. Um, that had a fucking fantastic video package. And Cody and Lesnar... Had a fucking phenomenal video package. They genuinely made that fucking garbage look halfway decent with that great video package. Oh, literally, bro. That song went crazy, man. And that fucking feud has been garbage. And Logan... I, at this point, Logan, if they do fail this cash in and fail this moment, Chris Jericho ought to try to fucking buy the fucking concept from them again because he tried to do it like when AEW started. At this point, he should just try again. <laughs> Could you imagine Jack Perry with the money? Can you imagine fucking Christian Cage with the money in the bank briefcase? <laughs> oh, that would be, dude, Christian, Ricky Jack Starks, Perry, Ricky, Jay White, MJF, Jay White. <sighs> Holy, Adam, heel Adam Cole. Daniel Garcia. Daniel Garcia. Fucking, half that fucking roster, dog. Um, like, holy fuck, man. Because at this point, if they fuck up this one, yeah, like they, you know, well, we're going to get to a next. But they did go with the women this year. They did go with the women this year. But if they fuck up the men's bro, I swear to God. That's what they should turn the casino chip into. I don't know why. I mean, Impact does it. <laughs> and you know as long as you don't call it the money in the bank you're gonna be fine yeah. just do it i mean who who's always who whoever says you know when blood and guts happen oh it's just their version of war games they're just copycats sure you'll hear it but none of it matters it's not like yeah. they're actually copying at the, the end of the day it's just a match stipulation exactly you can say that about any match if, if in all honesty yeah. So, um, and they, they could even make like a cool, like he's cashing in his poker chips. Exactly. Like, that's a really good concept, man. Especially with the gambling stuff they always do. Mm -hmm. I think that would be perfect, man. Mm -hmm. But, um, I would really like that if they did something like that. Um, but yeah, man, they, they can't fuck up this year, man. They really can't. <sighs> Dude, I, I could. I thought about them doing that, and man, would that just be fucking annoying. Oh, that would be so fucking annoying. It really would be, man. It, re it really would be. But I could see them doing that as like a way to like shoehorn Finn Balor as the heel here. Because the man is clearly the babyface. Nobody who has a set of eyes wants to see Damian Priest as a babyface. If you've seen his initial babyface run from 2021... She was cheeks. You're an idiot if you want to see that again. That shit was ass. Um, so yeah, that was Seth versus Finn. Great match. Love love the story they told afterwards, and I'm really looking forward to seeing Finn Balor progressing in his baby face arc. Exactly. This shit. 
this fucking match didn't do anything for me. This match more so pissed me off. Yeah. Uh, the match itself, I was really pissed off until, you know, Go after that match. Charlotte Flair versus Bianca versus Asuka. Ah, uh, yeah. It was a match. Oh, yeah. Finn and Seth went 18 minutes and 30 seconds, um, nice. by the way. So, Asuka and Bianca um, and, and Charlotte, uh, they, they, they put on a match that uh, the crowd didn't care for. I didn't really care for it. It was dull. Oh, yeah. It's literally just a generic triple threat match. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was in incredibly. It was incredibly fucking dull. It, it was. It was really dull. Um, but other than that, dude. Um, yeah, I. It, it. It is what it is. I guess. Um, the match, like I said, didn't didn't do anything for me. Fucking Bianca Belair had one of the most illogical things I've ever seen in my fucking life be done. Oh my God. Um. Nine times out of ten, I can't stand some of these old heads that talk about wrestling nowadays. But, I mean, dude, when they talk about, like, selling certain moves, they have points. Oh, yeah. And this proved uh, everything. So, Bianca Belair gets thrown out of the ring, and she bangs her knee on the steel steps, right? So, she's selling her knee so hard to the point where she can fucking barely walk up the ramp. She's dragging her feet, even though she has two people helping her. She She's, like, in just the worst pain that a human could possibly imagine. So she, while Bianca's walking away, Charlotte has her in the figure eight. Charlotte has her in the figure eight. And Bianca just, like, fucking gallops back to the ring. Fucking crawling in the ring and shit. Gets on the top rope... And does a fucking 450 with her knee hurting. And the worst part is, when, you know, the initial sell happened, it looked amazing. She was selling the fuck out that knee. I thought she was legitimately injured for a minute. I did. <laughs> and then she comes back, fucking crawls back, and just starts fucking moving like it ain't shit on the leg. And she did kept switching her knees. I think it was, um... I couldn't tell you which one she initially, like, obviously sold. But I remember, I think it was after the 450, she was selling the wrong knee. And I'm like, dog. <laughs> she kept switching the knees, and it's like, at least remember which knee you gotta sell. Ugh, yeah. It, she, and then she, like, got up after that and was fucking spinning around and jumping around on her leg. Like, dog. Sell the fucking shit that you initially tried to sell. Who are you, Cody Rhodes? Come on, man. So, Asuka... Um... Asuka, uh, Asuka breaks up a figure eight with Charlotte and Bianca. I thought Bianca was about to tap. Um, because, you know, she was working the knee. Charlotte put her in the figure eight. Asuka crawls in the ring and missed Charlotte. So Charlotte lets it go. Asuka then puts Charlotte in a figure four... Bianca comes over there, rolls up Asuka in the middle of the submission, and wins the match. <sighs> Sir Katie, you want to go ahead and tell the people the fucking first thing you said after Bianca Belair won the title? What was the first thing I said? I don't remember. Uh -huh. 
Oh yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> so, as you guys know, we are planning, you know, since it's in Chicago, we're planning on going to Survivor Series. My first thought in my head was, I ain't going to fucking Survivor Series no more. Because <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm sitting here thinking before what happened afterwards. I'm sitting here thinking for a couple seconds, like, bro, are you not? Are we about to get the Cena run times two, bro? Oh my god! And I was like, oh, for the love of God, I, I ain't watching that live, bro. Kill if me. If we were at Survivor Series and she would have been champ, I'm going to the bathroom. I'm going to fucking spend eight dollars that I don't need to spend on a hot dog or something because I need to not be in that fucking arena. Um, I'm gonna go fucking check something in the car for no reason. Um, but yeah, that was my initial thought. I, I was I just said, yeah, I'm not going to fucking Survivor Series. Shit killed me. Shit absolutely made me LOL after the match. Um, so fucking. So, Bianca wins as everybody in the room is just sitting there like... Bianca wins. She's trotting around on her knee. And I was so pissed when she won. It genuinely made me forget that EO was the Money in the Bank holder. Like, oh, I totally forgot. In terms of that aspect, they did a pretty good job. I'm obviously still not happy that she pinned Asuka. Um, but nonetheless, it was surprising. Nonetheless, it was one of those things where like you're so pissed and you're so in the moment when EO's music hits. Like that's what a Money in the Bank. Like that's the beauty of a Money exactly. in the Bank contract. You're supposed to when the person comes out, you're supposed to have that like oh shit moment. And we had that oh shit moment. Yeah. Um, and that was really nice. And it was it was one of the better cash in experiences because boy was I pissed. I was not fucking ready for Super Cena. Part two. Um, not in the slightest. I, I was not ready for that at all. But uh EO comes out, her and Bailey come fucking sprinting to the ring. Her and Bailey come sprinting to the ring. She hands Bailey the briefcase and Bailey starts giving everybody the fucking work uh with the briefcase. She's taken out uh she took out Asuka and Charlotte with the briefcase. They jump in the ring. She hands EO the briefcase and she hits um she hits Charlotte uh, or uh, sorry, Bianca in the leg with the briefcase. Uh they take out they take out uh Bianca. EO's already climbing the top rope as she's handing the ref the briefcase. She says cash it in, cash it in. They cash in the briefcase. EO hits the moonsault. Um, or I think they're calling it the over the moon salt. Um, and the triple threat match lasted 20 minutes and 45 seconds. And the cash in match lasted eight seconds. Oh, yeah. So EO just quickly hit the, hit the, um, uh, hit the moon salt mm -hmm. and pinned Bianca Belair for her very first Women's Championship on the main roster. You fucking love to see it, man. Oh, yeah, man. And it's crazy that she came back a, a year ago at SummerSlam, and a year later, she's Women's World Champ. That's the type of shit you want to see. That's the type of fucking coming up and progression you want to fucking see, man. Yeah. <clears throat> so happy for her. I thought that was awesome. It was shocking. Um, Asuka shouldn't have got pinned in the first place, but... It's it, at the end of the day. I mean, it's not the first time Oscar got pinned when she shouldn't have. So it's not the We've biggest. Seen worse. <laughs> I've seen way worse, man. So 
it's not the end of the world at this point. Um, happy for EO. And I thought it, they played it, they did the cash-in very fucking well, man. And it, a successful cash-in, man. That was a genuinely awesome moment. Great to fucking see. I'm so happy we got one of those. Um, and yeah, and it was awesome that um, Dakota Kai ended up coming in and celebrating with awesome. Damage Control. That was a really awesome moment. And I really like how they did that, man. And I can't wait to see what EO does with the title, man. And good for her, man. I'm happy for her. Yeah, and I hope the group can come into their own, because to see them all together tonight was a really nice thing to see. So I hope we can see them all come into their own as a group, and not just constantly having people wish that the group would finally break up. <laughs> Swear to God. Um, so I hope, because it was a really nice moment to see Dakota come in there, and just, just seeing her and Bailey just like watch her hold up the title is just such a cool thing. It's such a cool thing, man. Um, so you love to see it. You love to see it, and uh, I definitely think um, uh, not only was EO cashing in fantastic, but I, and not only do I think they did it fantastically, but I think this was the best women's money in the bank cash in that they've done. I can't think of one better, and I'm so glad that this one didn't uh, get cashed in at Money in the Bank the same fucking night she wanted. Thank fucking God, man. Finally, it happened, man. A genuine just cash-in moment at a pay-per-view. You'll love to see it, dog. Mm -hmm. I'm happy for you. Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. It seems like WWE just immediately wants to blow their load with the fucking Money in the Bank briefcase, but it's nice to see EO, especially that women's one. Like, they don't even want to worry about that shit at all. No. They just want to get it out the way as soon as possible. So, it's very nice to see... Oh, it's very nice to see... WWE... It wasn't a long one, but, well, surprisingly, it was the second longest one, but it wasn't long, but it, it was nice that, you know, they didn't have her cash it in on the same night like all the other ones. And they did. They executed it fantastically. They did, man. They really did. It was awesome. For sure, man. So that was that. And in the main event of the show, Tribal Combat, Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso. For the, undis for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship and the recognition of the Tribal Chief. The Ulafala and the WWE Championship are on the line here. <laughs> so, this match, man, this match, this match was um, amazing. I liked it. This match was amazing, bro. This was obviously no DQ. You had Roman Reigns just being a an absolute prick. Um, that man is just that man is a gem. You know, we were talking about it as he was coming out, man. But man, this dude, this dude is uh, this dude's getting up there for me. He's yeah. definitely, definitely the great. I think, in my opinion, he is the greatest final boss there has ever been. Exactly, man. Exactly. He, he, he's, he's goaded at that, man. And you can't beat him, man. That's what a final boss is, man. Someone you can't beat until that one one person will somehow do it. And it's going to be fucking Someone Cody Rhodes. going to be on a faithful night in Philadelphia. <laughs> uh, so, you know, there's that. But, um, yeah, man. Dude, dude's goaded, man. He, he's the final boss, and he's, he's, he's goaded for it. 
Absolutely, bro. Yes, this man is an absolute prick. Um, fucking whooping Jay Uso's ass, calling him Little Jay the whole Little match. G. Fucking throwing up the ones, telling the crowd to shut up. Um, fucking doing this to him, telling him to, basically telling him to shut up. Absolutely hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. This man, Roman Reigns, is a gem. Um, this is pretty good, man. Oh, Paul Heyman's dialogue, too. Another great oh thing. God, I love that, man. The fucking part in the match when <clears throat> Jey Uso was trying was trying to get him to help him set up the table on the outside, and Heyman's going, nope, not a, that's not happening. That's not happening. <laughs> Hilarious. He was pointing to Roman. He's my tribal chief. He's my tribal chief. <laughs> and whenever... When, whenever Roman would get offense, this man Paul Heyman would be like, "That's my tribal chief. That's my tribal chief." But whenever fucking Jay was getting offense, he was just begging him. He was, he loves you. He's your family. That's How your, could you do this? This is your cousin, <laughs> bro. Love it, Paul Heyman, bro. Um, he's probably another goat too. I can't, I can't think of too many managers that are better than him. Um. Or did you see those fuck clips of those two on that um that interview? I forgot what with it's called. Stephen A. Smith. He talking about what he said about Brian he Bobby Heenan. <laughs> Tumbo's screw him. He's dead. <laughs> and what was, who did who's the other person he said it about that he's still alive? So God is uh, isn't listening to my prayers. That shit had me dying, bro. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> I'm surprised they. I'm genuinely shocked nobody tried to cancel him for that. Um, I mean, everyone knows that that was, you know, that's his friend. That was his friend, and mm -hmm. he would be 100 percent like cool with him saying that. But dude, his reaction just, oh lord, that shit killed me, man. Oh, you talking about Stephen A. Smith? That man is goaded with that reaction. Talking about, oh lord. They <laughs> <laughs> loved it, bro. Like. They just play that. Far. They just play their roles perfectly, man. Yes, that man Paul. The, Paul Heyman is the goat manager. He really is. He really is, man. I really don't want to see him eventually go back to Brock, man. No. I just want to see him with Solo. Yeah, I want. I, I would like to see him stay in the the Samoan dynasty, mm -hmm. if you will. And I feel like Heyman should be there when they eventually like get back together. But they do try to kind of try to point him out as like the snake, like the yeah. guy who corrupted Roman Reigns. That Which I true. do like. I do like, man. I do like that a lot, how he's kind of like, seems to be like the puppet master in terms of kind of just manipulating people. And, you know, he just goes on to whoever was popular. Bro, yeah. the fucking part, dude, when Roman was hitting Jay. I think he was hitting him with a kendo stick. And you just hear Paul Heyman, tribal combat, tribal <laughs> combat. Dude, Heyman is fucking hilarious, bro. That man is an absolute gem with Roman Reigns. Um... <laughs> Yeah, that man Paul Heyman fucking kills me. He, he absolutely really kills me. Um, but uh, um, Heyman, or uh, not Heyman, Roman and uh, Little J, um, <laughs> they um, they were hitting each other with uh, chairs, kendo sticks, putting each other through tables. Roman took a Samoan drop through a table. Um, they eventually get to fighting in the crowd. They get to fighting in the crowd, and uh, Jay's about to Jay's about to pick uh, Roman up to to hit him with a mover. So I think he did have him on his shoulders. And Solo comes out uh, from nowhere uh, in full gear, of course, just full fucking gear. And he attacks Jay. He hits him with spinning Solo through uh, one of the tables. 
on the outside area. Um, he hits him uh, through, like I said, uh, spinning solo through the table. They get him in the ring. They go for their spear spike combo. <clears throat> and Roman spears Solo Sokoa by accident because Jay pulled Solo in the way. He pulls Solo in the way. Solo goes out. Um, Jay then takes advantage of this. He spears Roman. He gets him on the outside. And as he goes to walk at... Uh, as Roman's sitting up the, against the barricade by the timekeepers. Jay goes to walk over there. He eats a solo kick or super kick by mm. a super kick by Solo. Street kick. Um, and this part was really interesting because Roman puts his hand out because he wants Solo to help him up. And this man, Solo, <laughs> just looks at this motherfucker with this menacing look and he... You know, you got you always got to pay attention to that motherfucker's thumb. So he puts his thumb out like he wants to spike him. And he starts yelling in Samoan to him. He starts yelling in Samoan to him. Because he's, you know, he's touching, he's touching his ribs. You know, letting everybody know that he's pissed about the spear. As he's, he's touching his ribs as he's yelling in uh, Samoan. Um... So Roman's sitting there trying to like calm him down and he ends up getting speared through the timekeeper's area as Solo didn't do a thing. He just watched it. Oh, dude, that shit was called a man. And at one point Roman was pointing at his thumb. Like like what the fuck are you doing with that? Yep. That shit was heat, bro. And you know, then he got speared through the barricade. I love that man. Yeah. They're they yeah, they're really telling they're really, really telling a great story with those two. I really love it, man. Solo. I always say it, man. That, that man's my guy, bruh. Solo, mm. that man's goaded, man. He is. He ain't the street champ. He's the streets champ. Goaded, bro. Love Solo. And I love how he's always in full gear. It's like Pac, where he doesn't wear normal clothes. He's literally just... The most you'll find him in is in a t-shirt of his own design. <laughs> yeah, he wears, like, those, like, workout hoodies. Yep. He'll just... He'll either wear a workout hoodie or his fucking... Or his solo shirt. Um, with like a pair of jeans and then like those shoes that don't have any shoestrings. Yep. You just see the tongue hanging over. <laughs> Fucking goaded, man. Ah, Solo, Solo's my guy, man. Street champ. Yeah, Solo's fantastic. Solo's, uh, Solo's the future, bro. Solo's the future. For sure, he is the future. Um, <clears throat> so, Solo, you know... Um, after he got done watching Roman get speared through the barricade, yeah, that was, that was a really cool moment, bro, uh, when Roman picked up that, that man was about to fucking spike him. Oh, yeah. And, I don't know, man, you could definitely tell Roman's a little scared of him, bro. If he caught the Usos doing some shit like that, he would have definitely muffed him in their face. He, see, he ain't muffing Solo. He'll, he'll, like, talk shit from a distance about Solo, like, yeah, he's not the tribal chief. Shit like that, but he doesn't say that shit to his face. Now he he doesn't treat him like he treated the Usos. I'll tell you that. Yeah, or like whenever whenever he thinks Solo's like not watching him, like that one time when uh, the Usos said Solo needs to be the new tribal chief, and fucking Roman started just dying laughing, and then Solo just slowly fucking turns and looks at him, <laughs> and Roman just immediately stops laughing, and he just gets so pissed, and Solo was just looking at him like, "What the fuck are you laughing at?" Exactly, like. 
Yeah, he's afraid of Solo, man, and I love that he is, man. He is. That's he ain't a, fucking with Solo. Yeah, that's an awesome dynamic. That's a really awesome dynamic, and I'm glad they added that. Um, so, Roman... Um, so while Roman's down, Solo picks Jay up, and he goes to hit him with spinning Solo on the announce table. Um, he goes to hit him with spinning Solo on the announce table. Jimmy, or uh, Jay... Moves, super kicks him. He gets up on the barricade. He asks some fans for some help. Dude, I would have been fucking marking out if I helped fucking Jey Uso. Oh, that dude that fucking had, you know, Jey Uso on his shoulder and he helped him get up. That shit, I, I would have been marking out, bro. That I, shit would have been goaded. That man probably feels on top of the world right now, so shout out to him. Or back when Solo first showed up in the match when they were out in the ring or in the crowd. That one fucking mark that was just, get revenge for Jimmy J. Do it for Jimmy. Bro, it's his own wise man. That shit had me cracking up. Some it, fucking drunk ass fan. Bro. <laughs> it was hilarious. Yeah, but that fan, bro, that helped Jay up on the uh that helped Jay up on the barricade. Dude, I would have been marking the fuck out. Oh fuck yeah. Dog. I'd be telling everybody I helped Jay hit that power bomb, bro. <laughs> oh yeah. I probably would have went up there with him. That's sort of guy. I've been like, alright, fuck it. <laughs> we would have hit him with double loose, bro. <laughs> so <laughs> so um Fucking. So, Jay just starts cleaning house. He takes care of Solo. He takes care of Solo. Um. Oh yeah, there was also a point in the match where Jay was just rapid fucking firing. Oh yeah. Uh, with the steel chairs, he gets Roman in the ring. He hits him with a super kick. Uso splash, and we get the one, two, and as little Jay was about to beat, um, his cousin. He gets pulled out of the ring Damn. by a masked figure with a black bandana over his uh, over his face and a, a hoodie on, and it ends up being fucking Jimmy. Damn, that shit hit. Jimmy costs Jay the Tribal Chief and the Universal Championship, bro. Fuck. Love it, dog. Like, a lot of people are seeing this as, like, the permanent end to the Usos. Why would you break up the Usos like this? First of all, they've been going for, like, 13 years strong. They could use a break from each other as a tag team. Um, but, like, this isn't the permanent... After, you know, all this is said and done, they'll be on, like, a fucking... They'll be on a Kenny and Hangman Redemption arc pretty quickly and be a tag team again. Like, like that's not the most obvious path they're gonna go in. <laughs> and that, and that, and then guess what, people? Then they're gonna be more fucking over than they probably ever were. Cause look what happened when Shield first got back together. That shit was insane. When that Am Rollins shit was originally happening before they shoehorned Roman in it, that shit was elite, bro. That shit was goaded. Mm -hmm. And think about the storytelling these guys can already do. Let alone the fucking reuni re reuniting story. That shit's gonna be dope as fuck in itself, man. But this isn't the permanent end to the Usos as a tag team. This is what's gonna last a year at most. Yeah. And with the rise of people like the Street Profits as a heel and shit like that, you're gonna need heels in the tag division anyway. Yeah. You already got rising ones. I think it's perfect, man. I think it's the perfect time to do it. Yeah. Yeah, you're gonna build up 
I mean, the Usos have been the hottest heel tag team in WWE for the past three years. So, they're, them beating Roman and Solo, yeah, they would have been over, but people weren't going to be clamoring for the Usos to come back. Like, no. obviously, they were a great babyface tag team. Another thing, it's been 13 years, and you don't think these brothers who fucking probably grew up wrestling each other in the fucking backyard and in the living room. You don't think these guys want to work with each other? Imagine, actually. The only thing that's concerning me about this is Jay and Jimmy, before Bunny in the Bank, did an interview with Ariel Hawani, and they pitched. Uh, or Ariel said, you know, has anybody ever pitched to you guys at Uso's breakup? They said no. Um, and they said, uh, Jay said, I would love... To do a match with my brother at WrestleMania. How the fuck? Are you going to skim this out to WrestleMania? Do you get this to WrestleMania? Unless you brought up a great, a great option. I don't know when we would see this, but I'll let you tell it. Um, I'll let you tell it, but... That's the only thing that's kind of concerning me here is how do we get all this to WrestleMania? Because... There's no really big shows that are coming up, so, like, how... How are you going to get here? You know what I mean? Like, because it's going to be tough, because you obviously are going two ways with the bloodline. It's splitting into two separate stories for now. It's going to be the Roman and Solo story, which I think after this is going to be the main you know, bloodline story. And you got the brother versus brother shit with Jay, with Jay and Jimmy. But if you want to, you know, ex you know stretch it out to mania man you could have the option of you know maybe at you know either pay, payback or fast lane at one of those two maybe doing some type of uh, triple threat and then at survivor series you maybe do a bloodline fatal four-way or it's the whole family fighting against each other um that would be really good that could be really good or maybe you do do like two groups versus two groups Roman somehow gets a group, and then Jay somehow gets a group, and you know, people are saying this, and it's not true. Jim, at least I don't think. I hope it wouldn't make sense. Jimmy didn't join Roman again. At no. least I don't believe so. He just turned on his brother for now, just you know, screw him over in this instant. And if it's going against Roman at like a show like Survivor Series, I think even if he doesn't want to, he would still team with his brother to face Roman because they know that's a common enemy. And even though they're fighting at the moment, they're still brothers. And they're still going to fight, you know, their own cousin because... Or, mm -hmm. or, what if, by then, Solo turns on Roman, mm -hmm. and you get some sort of alliance where none of them are cool with each other, but you got the heels, Roman mm -hmm. and Jimmy... Mm -hmm. And then the guys that are more on the babyface side. So I wouldn't. I wouldn't do like a babyface thing with Solo, no. but I would have him just not like w with the big bad heel Roman Reigns and Jimmy Uso. So maybe you could do like a, a Jay and Solo side. I would be down for that. Mix it up a little. Do do yeah. Do that tag match. Jay and Solo versus Roman and Jimmy. Where neither of all either of those teams kind of agree with each other but you know it's kind of a common enemy at that point mm -hmm. that could be really good and then you could eventually do the the um bloodline triple threat maybe at like um uh royal rumble maybe mm -hmm. or um 
maybe if you want to like stretch it out a little bit you could put Jay and Jimmy in the rumble or put all three of them in the rumble and have them you know clash it out I don't think any of them will win the rumble to be honest mm -hmm. I wouldn't want really any of them to win maybe Solo if I had to pick obviously but that's oh, yeah. maybe in a mark but um they could all you know kind of argue and get each other all eliminated in a rumble to make that part stretch out because if they're doing fast lane now they're not doing fast lane before Mania, which is actually good. I like that. Yeah, I like how they just do chamber how it should be. Exactly. It's just Rumble, Chamber, Mania. I like it. But, um, so, they're going to have to stretch it out if that's the plan. Because I think that, because if you are doing fucking finishing the story, fucking that shit, which I, I they obviously fucking are, mm -hmm. um, one of the matches to keep the rest of the bloodline biz busy, then, or maybe, you don't do just Jay and Jimmy at Mania. Maybe you do the brother triple threat. Jay, Jay Jimmy, and Solo. They could do that, too. The, the the brother triple threat, they could also do that at Mania, which yeah. could be a good culmination to that. And they could do Jay, maybe Jay and Jimmy at Survivor Series, and then build it up to, you know, uh, Mania, which could be the brother triple threat. But they have a lot of options to go. And I really like it. I see fucking Twitter shitting on this, calling this a horrible decision. Why would you break up the Usos? It's not permanent, people. Cut. Look, look at DIY. They broke them up. How many times do they get back together? How many times does S.H.I.E.L.D. get back together? And, yeah, and you're going to have an even, like, more over than they've ever been babyface oh, tag team of that, the Usos on your hands. That moment's going to go crazy, bro. It's going to go insane. They're going to be themselves again. And they're going to be babyface. And it's going to be awesome. And maybe, we don't know how it's looking at them at the time. But maybe you got a heel New Day. A babyface Usos. A flip on that feud. I, I, I wouldn't want it to be a long term feud. For love of God, no. But like a, a one off match between a face Uso and a heel New Day. That would be fucking awesome. Mm -hmm. I would love that shit. Yeah, I think this is a great decision in the end. I love what they did here with Jay. Although I will say, out of all you know, the Bloodline family matches this year, this will probably be the lowest ranked for me, personally. Yeah. Not a bad match at all, but yeah. I'd probably rank it the lowest. Yeah, because I mean... The other ones were just goaded. You can't top that shit. <laughs> You're talking about like the family versus family type matches? All the, yeah, all the Bloodline related matches this year. Oh, yeah. This probably ranks the lowest, man. I liked it. I either, liked it way more than either, Twitter did. Either, either that or the one in Puerto Rico, because the one in Puerto Rico was just a meaningless just, six man. Yeah, that one was just a pointless six man. That, that one didn't even have Roman in it, though. So no, I don't exactly. even know if you count that one. No, I, I get you. But um, it wasn't. It definitely wasn't my favorite out of all these Bloodline matches, but it wasn't nearly as bad as fucking Twitter's making it out to be. I think they made a good decision tonight. I love what they're doing. And although, you know, there's Jimmy and Jay, you know, match at Mania, you might not be able to stretch it out, man. So I probably would do the, the brother triple threat at WrestleMania. Because what else is Solo going to do at WrestleMania at this point? Who knows? I don't think, even though I would love it, he's not going to be in a world championship match. Mm -hmm. um, he, could, he could be IC champ around that time, maybe, you know. Maybe he's the guy to beat Gunther for it. I would be down. But, um, not, I could, I would, or maybe... He is, and it's for the IC title, man. Could be something like that. Well, wouldn't it have to be for the U.S. title? Oh, fucking fuck. I forgot that's the fuck. And, uh. I, would, and I would think <laughs> I would think Gunther would be 
not IC champ. I was gonna say, never mind, never. Mind. I I forgot that the face switched the mid card titles. Um, you could even maybe do some kind of cool story with like Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens because the thing about like the thing about Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, dude, it's like I don't want to see them face each other to be honest. I do. Mm. The reason being, with how over Sami Zayn got. I just think this one could just be different. Because, like, all the other ones on the main roster was, like, them fighting over, like, past NXT beef. Yeah. But, like, dude, could you imagine the monster Kevin Owens would turn into being after he's seen, like, how much success Sami Zayn, like, how over Sami Zayn got? Oh, say, KO has a lot of fire behind his, you know, he beat the fuck out of him multiple times. And, and everybody saw Sami Zayn as the victim. And I probably got to KO, and he gets to you know, say that shit, like, you beat the fuck out of me, but you're the victim in all this. That, that could be really good. That man got mega over, and, you know, Kevin, a lot of the, a lot of the story revolved around Sami Zayn, and Sami Zayn was the guy that everybody wanted to see take the titles and stuff like that, so, I think you could do something really cool, like, I think you can tell, like, cause, like, Obviously, not all these brain-dead idiots watch NXT, so, no. like... You gotta make your own at the main roster. And they... They did. Got a good foundation. They really do, man. So, that is true. That is very true. Um, I just don't want the turn to happen now. No. Because I feel like they were around doing it now. I feel like they almost did. No. And they were thinking about it. Do it at, like, Royal Rumble or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's what I was thinking, too. Yeah. That, that would be, I would be perfectly fine with that. But they have a lot they could do with these guys. And I, I like what they did tonight. I like that Jay screwed over... I mean, Jimmy screwed over Jay, man. And uh, it's definitely not joining the bloodline. Again, if you ask me, it's him fucking over his brother. And he has, he's going to have some personal reason, man. Maybe he's doing it to save Jay. Because maybe he's scared that Jay will just become another Roman. And he doesn't want him to turn into another Roman. I would like that explanation. A lot. You know, like, look what happened. Or look what the power got to Roman. I don't want that shit to happen to my my own brother. And maybe, at some point, Solo's getting to that point. So that's where he gets put in that feud. And it's basically all of them just... Just fighting it out, man. And trying to not have all of each other become Roman Reigns. And I thought that's really... That that man scarred all three of them so much. That they're all fighting each other. That's how you're the ultimate villain. Yeah, and you know, this this is what I love about the Bloodline story. Um, you know, obviously stories make the wheels turn in professional wrestling, so the Bloodline, like, these guys just... These guys have just constantly, constantly just, like... Th this is exactly what you want out of, like, your pro wrestling, is you want to be able, like we're doing right now... Just, like, you want these kind of things to just have your mind just running wild on what the fuck can happen next. You know, because there's so many avenues they can go with this. There's so many avenues they could go with this, and it's just really fucking intriguing, man. But there's a lot of options. I love the idea of doing a Bloodline Fatal 4-Way. I love that. Um, I love the idea of a brother triple threat, the obvious Jimmy versus Jay. 
um, that obviously needs to happen, and I don't see this as, as a bad thing as, as people are making it out to be whatsoever. I love Tribal Combat, I love the turn, and I'm I'm interested to see these... The, every time we feel like, ooh, they might be running out of some story to tell... Yeah, we find it, man. There's always something next to do. So, and obviously, it's not even over yet, because obviously we got the Usos turn... Roman and Solo are technically still cool, so mm -hmm. before some, sometime before the end of the year, or maybe even sometime after WrestleMania, maybe they do drag it out to WrestleMania or something, Solo turning on Roman, Roman is inevitable. It is the inevitable, man, so they still, they still have that to tell. As for Roman Reigns, though, I, I hope we don't see him go away for the rest of the year. Um, I really hope not, uh, because here they got a lot of story to tell, man. I mean, even though this part might not involve Roman Reigns, this might just be stuff between the brothers. Um, still gotta be there. I, I still would love to see him there and, and to see him, you know, help tell the story. I think he's needed, um, to tell the story and... I'm just excited to see where this goes next, man. And, yeah, I, I would really hope Roman doesn't take a, another... I really hope Roman doesn't take whew, another hiatus. Um, <clears throat> because, yeah, like I said, there's there's a lot of story to tell. However, like I said, they did kind of... If they wanted to... They could just push it off to all the brother stuff yep. until Roman comes back. And maybe that's why, you know, Solo maybe gets so pissed at him because... You know, he was, for, at least for right now, he's still, you know, his tribal chief and he's still, you know, loyal to him. Maybe he just abandons him for a couple months. Yeah, and... and maybe he gets pissed. Be, uh, on top of the fact that lately, especially, Solo has taken a lot of beatings oh, for dude. Roman Reigns. Exactly. Just on Saturday, he was getting his ass whooped. Tonight, he was getting whooped by Roman accidentally at points. Uh -huh. Like, he's been taking a beating, man, and if he... And if Roman just abandons him for at least a couple months, that that's gonna get to him. So they could make it make sense storyline wise, but like at least at least have him be there for at least Survivor Series, <laughs> at least Survivor Series. Yeah, I really I really don't think I really don't think though that uh, I really don't think that that was the bloodline getting back together at all. No, I think it. Uh, if Roman even looked confused, like what? And being that Jimmy was the reason. They turned on Broman. Yeah, exactly. Jimmy was like the whole reason, you know, because Jay was the one trying to keep the peace, but Jimmy was ultimately like, the one that said, this. fuck this. But I I don't see it as a bloodline reunion, at least with Jimmy and Broman and Solo at all. Because um, like I said, that, that would make absolutely no sense considering Jimmy's the fucking whole reason they left. Exactly. Maybe another reason Jimmy attacked him is maybe he's like, the fuck is becoming a tribal chief gonna do for me what am i gonna do come back and just take orders from you now mm -hmm. so you could just be a maniac exactly shit like that man there's a lot of reasons man i really like the decision they made man and i think if you're annoyed at this decision and you don't know where it goes man you gotta look into it and realize how great this is gonna make everything in the long run man think long term people come on yeah and short term too it's awesome it's good, but it's one of those stories where it's both good in the short term and in the long term. Absolutely. You don't get many of those. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 
Look at the look at Johnny Gargano being a loser. <laughs> Fucking all we had to think about was the future. We didn't we didn't want to think about what was going on right now. And how many times did we hit the future? Or look at LA Knight. How many times he's gonna get pushed? He's gonna get pushed. Yeah. How this... many how many times did we get the future? And the future wasn't any fucking better. We finally got the future into fucking Slim Jim Battle Royal win. Like, come on, bruh. But, like, I think they made the right decision, and I, I'm excited to see where they go with this, man. I really am. Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. So, yeah, that was Tribal Combat, bro. That was Tribal Combat. So, you know, Jay unveils himself. Super kick, or Jimmy unveils himself. There's fuck you, Jimmy Chance. He, he gets pissed off at the Chance and super kicks. Jay uh, throws him in the ring. Roman cover uh Roman spears him through the table in the corner, covers him, and that was it. So the tribal chief remains tribal chief and he escapes again with the Universal Championship as he continues his uh continues his record setting reign, bro. So um Roman just Roman knew oh, he man. barely made it out of that one. Um he put the Ulafala on uh, on his way up the ramp, and he did out of there, man. That was awesome. He did. He did. He he held up the championships as Heyman was praying to him. Fucking Heyman, as always. Oh, dude. One thing when fucking Jay showed up or Jimmy showed up, and fucking oh Paul Heyman was just standing on the steel steps, just looking, just devious <laughs> as fuck. That shit, that shit killed me, bro. That man, Heyman, is goaded. That man was lurking on Jay, bro. He really was. Yeah, that 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 was that was hilarious when when that happened. But um, uh, but yeah, Roman Roman made it out again, man. Roman made it out again. Roman made it out again. The greatest final boss escapes yet again man, with oh man. with the championships, bro. Um. And you love to see it, dude. You love to see it. So, yeah, that was that was pretty much everything, dude. But other than that, dude, again, no Orton, no Wyatt, <laughs> no Braun Breaker, no nothing. No, no. Like, overall, for the SummerSlam show, did not feel like I was at SummerSlam, man. It really didn't. It's just one of those Triple H things where the fucking end bloodline story saved his ass. <laughs> and for half of Twitter, apparently it didn't. So, that's usually not a good sign. Yeah, I don't, I don't get that, man. But yeah, I'm, I'm sitting on the other side of the fence with the bloodline stuff. I really am. Um, When you got me praising shit this company does, that's how you know it's good shit, man. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough, bro. So yeah, man, that is, uh, that's everything. <sighs> That is everything we got. That is everything we got today for the SummerSlam 2023 review. Yet again, uh, another great show from Triple H. As uh, happy one year anniversary to Mr. Trips, the Chief oh, yeah. Content Officer. His first, his uh, an entire calendar year of doing pay-per-views, man. So congrats to him, and it's it's really been a great year, and he's really resurged the WWE pay-per-view concept. They feel like movies again. Exactly, man. Exactly. 
Because I guarantee you, if this was a Vince McMahon show, this would have been six hours of fucking seven, eight hours of fucking dreadfulness. It would have been hours of me at work during the fucking show because I wouldn't have been watching. That's what it fucking would have been if it was a, a very long Vince McMahon. If, if Triple H never took over, oh boy. Oh boy. There is many reviews that you guys wouldn't have gotten. <laughs> yeah, Elimination Chamber, no. Survivor Series, fucking, fuck, <laughs> a lot, yeah. whole fucking lot of them. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. So, yeah, happy one year anniversary to Trips, man, for doing doing pay per views and acing them, and keeping this company alive, man, afloat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, man. But that was everything. That was everything for the 2023 SummerSlam review. And as for SummerSlam. I'll see you guys on the other side, man. I'll see you next year with the SummerSlam 2024 review. But as far as pay-per-views go, we'll see you guys in about 21 days. We'll see you guys in about 21 days. I believe it's uh, August 27th. Yep. Yeah, August 27th. We'll see you guys in three weeks' time for that. And then right after that, we'll see you guys in four weeks' time for All In. Or All Out. So with that, man, with that, that is gonna do it for that is gonna do it for this year's SummerSlam review. This is also our third SummerSlam review we did. Right. Yep. Our first one, Roman came back. Yeah. And Look three it. years later, he's still champion. Um. Holy fuck. Holy fuck. So, with that, man, with that, man, that is gonna do it for this edition of the Notorious Hills Podcast and another great SummerSlam review. And like I said, for the SummerSlam reviews, we'll see you guys next year. We will see you guys on the other side, man. So, with that, that is going to do it for this edition of the Notorious Hills Podcast. Another great edition of the SummerSlam review. Thank you guys so much. Thank you guys, man. We love you guys. And it has been always, always a pleasure for my Johnny Mayhem. And okay. And that is going to do it for this edition of the Notorious Hills Podcast. Another great edition of the SummerSlam review. Ladies and gentlemen, please like, comment, and subscribe, and we will see you guys on Monday with Notorious Unscripted. Peace.